0: As surfers, we have a natural love for the ocean, being in the water and chasing thrills. Surfing and surf culture is at the core of Loose. We are a brand made for all-day thrill seekers, experience makers, and good time chasers. Inspired by the elements of surf that excite us the most, we create products begging for adventure, both into the water and out of the water. There's no stamp of approval needed to vibe with our tribe, so drop your inhibitions and get loose because fun feels better loose towels since 1991 caballero pools and spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family they specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price they will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at at earthpack.com. Colbyplus.com is a new brand from a very experienced crew in the wetsuit and surf industry, an independently owned and family run business. All of their products are made with the best in the world materials and they only sell direct. So you're getting a top of the line product for much less. Their wetsuit line Colby Plus Yamamoto uses Yamamoto number 39 and number 40 neoprene propriety jersey and what we believe is the best and most functional design and construction available. Their line of waterproof bags Colby Plus T-Zip feature completely water and airtight German made T-Zip zippers. They have a tight line of traction and leashes and will have board shorts on the way in the spring featuring Swiss engineered Scholler fabric. They are currently shipping orders to the US, Canada and Australia. For you Aussies and Canadians, unfortunately, the shipping isn't free. ColbyPlus.com Finless Skateboard Company To honor our predecessors of Surf Shapers, we wanted to make sure that our skateboards were completely handmade, made of solid wood, and that the designs, the line work, and aesthetics of our boards are unique to each deck we create. No heat transfers, no stickers, except for our logo. The whole board is made of carefully assembled different species of wood, With cores of hard maple and top and bottom sheets carefully assembled with various types of wood species to give our boards the look of a classic 1950s surfboard. Handcrafted is human. Handcrafted is thoughtful. Handcrafted is quality. Handcrafted is community. Finless Skateboard Company. We're on. Friends and family. Brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Late Night
1: Chalky Podcast. Yeah, stare at the camera the whole time.
2: Awkward.
1: Our guest this week is one bad shredder from San Clemente, dude. <laughs> San Clemente fudge, right? Yeah. San Clemente storm, right? San Clemente much. storm. This smooth operator has his fair share of magazine coverage and a solid contest results throughout his career, including a win at the Coldwater Classic in Santa whoa, whoa, Cruz. Whoa, whoa. Two, two, <laughs>
0: yeah, get your five, dude.
1: Two, two wins at Cold Classic two? times. Yeah. Damn, he qualified for the WCT in twenty ten. Did he really? And he had a documentary produced by O'Neill called (laughs) Innate. Wait, what? Say it again. He had a documentary produced by O'Neill called Innate. Innate. Whoa, It was hot.
2: I think, are you guys wet? And he's been a rep for quite
1: some time for Lost Surfboards, Buell Wetsuits, and Octopus Accessories, and whatever else they make. And he's still competing. And by all the stickers he still has on his board... Salty Crew, Dragon, Future, Sister Betsy's, and Bonsai Bulbs. I think he's still making some cash as a sponsor. Dude. But we welcome, Double dip king. But Double dipping. But we welcome the current the world's close. highest rated surfing rep, Mr. Nate. <sighs> Big Deluxe Yeomans. Woo! Yes! was an intro. Big you Deluxe highest rated sales rep. Hey, I'm going back to the WSL and looking at those stats again because... Was it a Shoe City contest, like titled? What do you mean? Like a like one the, star? The, yeah. Well, I don't know because it didn't say Coldwater Classic, but there was a couple of. There was uh, the, when I started
2: serving for O'Neill, I won the event and you won a sponsorship. So it was like a specialty thing, but it was the Coldwater Classic. Okay. Yeah. I was 2000. 2000- because
1: they had some years off.
2: 14, okay. I believe. See.
0: Okay. Let's. See. But it was the event. We got a lot to go through. Yeah. Okay. Very Dude. special guest today um san Clemente. Dude, i technically i lived in san Clemente, and then we
2: moved to san juan so i was like i was i was from the wrong side of the tracks
3: to some degree <laughs>
1: but i made my way back okay we still back in yeah this san guy Clemente. used to try to back paddle me at salt creek i'm well like, you're not even from here dude <laughs> neither am i but that's how he used to battle really well everybody for you know you're like shots. a generation older than him though right I'm Dude, way older. Yeah, <laughs> he was so cocky back then. I was like, <laughs> "What do you mean,
0: back guy? guy? <laughs> did
1: you, did did you, you still? <laughs> did you see that mullet? It was all hair. I would freaking flow that thing around." Uh, but but let's not make so this I'm, about you're, Jay.
2: You're, I'm seven, seven, or eight years behind him. Yeah, but you were Wrong. like, you were like a god in an ungodly way. Yeah, <laughs> Damn um, it. I remember coming down like, "Oh shit, that's Jay
0: Larson." Don't. Yeah. we don't need to talk about late night and what he
1: was no but i i know i remember him like when we would go down and shoot with flame or try to video with the yeah. guys like this Grom was like wow who's that kid you know? it up, yeah Flame sure. was
2: the man he was what he was a big part of how i got to i don't know the whole
1: career all of us for sure yeah. like so, yeah you know flame was you yeah. listen and he told you hey i need color hey i need this why do you think i i yeah. made the suits i did yeah for flame yeah for the
2: shot billabong i was- Seventeen. That was like Shane Doran was my guy, and Ross Williams. Yeah, and Billabong came about because of Flame. Yep. And okay. Let's start at the beginning. All right, take it back. Okay.
0: How? How'd you get
2: into surfing, pops? Pops. Yeah, my okay. dad's surfed. My dad's from my dad's from Long Island, New York, and then he moved to Florida, and then him and his buddy actually hitchhiked from Florida to California. Wow. They were gonna go to Hawaii. They lived in they lived in Doheny at the state park for X amount of weeks. So from Long Island to to Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida. And then hitchhiked? And then Florida. He lived in Florida for like, I think, six or seven years. Okay. His stepdad moved down there to um, Cape Canaveral, worked in the space industry. NASA? And, uh, but he came from a super broken home and uh, him and his buddy are like, we're out of here. We're bailing Florida and they didn't have the money to get. They flew their boards, I guess, on, like, cargo, sent them to California, and then they hitchhiked <laughs> across the country. And then the, they got to Doheny. They got to San their Diego. Their boards
0: traveled in style, and they
2: yeah, I Yeah. The stories are not. You should have him on. His pops. Is, We'd got, love to. We would love to have yeah. him on for the sure. The pastor of disaster. Yeah. But anyways, he, uh, they went to San Diego, got their boards, made their way to Orange County, stayed in Doheny State Park for a couple weeks. Did he weeks. tell
0: you, like, where he got the idea to send boards? That's kind of
2: weird, right? I think because it would have been a hassle to get across the country with surfboards.
0: Because they're longboards? Just the size of them.
2: Yeah. No, single fin, shortboards. Hmm. But they sh- he told me they shipped them and then they hitchhiked. Yeah. But they were going to go to Hawaii. And then he ended up stopping in Orange County, met my mom somewhere in there, hmm. and then they never made it to Hawaii. Stayed Stayed here. But my mom grew up here, Southern California girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, your dad and his buddy hitchhiked all the way from Florida to here. Yeah. And to California. Lived. I think it took him like a week. Wow. That's
2: not too bad for
1: hitchhiking. No. And, that's think that, I that like, and
2: that was like acceptable. Yeah. You easy. You got picked up. and That's people, like
1: not even stopping pretty much. Like, yeah. I mean, you could do a few all-nighters, but like <laughs>
2: that's pretty quick.
1: He got, I can imagine. He how got some good rides. It's like, ra-
2: <laughs>
0: <my> Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, to there do we go, it in a week. week yeah. I mean, to really, like you said, Lar, like to really get here in a week. is pretty aggressive. Because if you had your own car and drove across country. Everybody said they
2: got some, stuck somewhere for a little bit. I want to say like Alabama. And they were <laughs> tripping because they had long hair. So the other guy. Because they're like, like early. S- no, yeah, sort of 70s? mid-70s. Mid-70s. And yeah, they said they were like, dude, we got to get out of here. People are tripping on us. Yeah. Like they were like hippie looking surf rats.
1: Yeah. that's a special, not breed of people, but you look so different. You know, each area has like that different look. I would imagine the South back then. Yeah. And and that blonde hair.
0: (laughs) And back then your dad's a hippie. Yeah. Drugs. Or just a surf rat. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Like that's what they look like or not look like, but looked upon as like. bad apples right totally so wow that that's pretty ballsy of your dad to make that trek yeah and then my mom came from my mom's side of the
2: family's all here and her her dad was a pastor his brother was a was a pastor their sons my uncle's a pastor my dad was a pastor wow my Grant my mom's cousins are pastors. There's like nine or ten pastors on my mom's side of the family.
1: All same church or competing? Different. Different churches. <laughs> but all fighting the good fight. Hey, what's, yeah. your, what's your lesson plan this week? Let's uh, let's, let's review, you know? like So, sure but, you're and the then deals. my
2: dad was the total opposite. He, he didn't even meet his dad until, like, I was a teenager. Wow. He didn't really ever have a dad. He had stepdads, but he never read his, met his biological dad until, I always think I was 18. Until you were 18. So he would have been like late thirties, maybe into his forties. So total different and so my my when well, my dad met my mom through a potluck in Capo Beach. Then they started dating and then obviously that progressed. But my mom came from a super strong family, my dad came from a super dysfunctional family. Yeah. But opposites uh, attract. Opposites yeah, so it's attract. But that's their story. Yeah. And then I came along and then my dad was a youth pastor. So you guys had Sean Florio on the on the yeah. podcast. He gave your dad but some huge props. Yeah. So I grew up in that. I grew up in that environment. Like my dad was a youth pastor. I was a little rat that, ta- that tagged along to these trips they did, and he, they were all high school guys. And so it was a pretty rad upbringing. A lot of the stuff he, him surfing, he would do destinations to surf spots. So they went to like Lawn, They'd go camping down in Mexico, uh, Northern California, and I would go along just as a son and hang out and surf but i first surfed up in uh um i'll think of the name in a second but up up in santa barbara around five and then i didn't really get into it until like 12 i boogie boarded
0: you're kidding me yeah with your dad being a surfer i just didn't dig
2: it i got kind of beat up i had a crappy big board i got beat up in the waves like boogie boarding was just easier yeah and surfing <laughs> i was like the board would hit you i don't know i just didn't dig it there there's definitely i surfed but i went on the summertime I'd boogie board more yeah up there's...
1: until right 10 or 11 yeah i think that it's pretty intimidating and board i mean we were never riding the right equipment growing up like trying to you know like yeah trying to maneuver yeah. and get through like duck dive. Duck dive a thick you get this blasted and yeah
2: like... and then my pops he ran a She cons- was a Part-time pastor, youth pastor, but he ran a. Con- he worked in a uh, construction, pouring concrete, masonry contractor, and then he started his own business. So like when I'd go to the beach, Ashland. it was usually with my mom. We'd go like in the summer, go down to the beach, and I'd just. Where was the go-to? Things. Like, where was your mom's spot? We'd where- go to North Beach, which okay. is like North San Clemente, and then Riviera. Yeah, Mellower, and it's blackballed in mm. the summertime. And then where, I would really like Riviera um San Clemente? we moved we to San Clemente till I was like kindergarten and then we actually moved into my grandparents house for like two years or like 18 months I think and they saved money to buy a house and then they bought a house in San Juan when I was in third grade
0: okay and nice. so
2: that's where I grew up
0: third grade is what how old eight,
2: eight nine. nine
0: okay eight. Yeah. so you weren't you you got introduced surfing at five yeah but you didn't really start Getting serious. That's where
2: he took me. We went camping in el Capitan. Oh, nice! And so I was just surfing. Not the point, but you know, the beach break around the corner. Yeah, I think it, it was, was a red. I have a photo. It was a red Stewart, some little board you
1: got of the garage sale or something. Well, that was so good, but it never breaks. Uh, refugio, <laughs> I think is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. campground right there.
0: Yeah, we we go there. It's a tradition. We go camping there during Thanksgiving. I I think we've only got that place good, not great, but fun one time. I've never (laughs) shot the
2: point. Driven past it a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So first board was a Stewart or was that just...
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, I was little, five. I don't, I just, the photo, I don't really remember it. Yeah. But I had, there was a guy named Adam from San Clemente. I got a Hughes board that was a 6'2 Adam. He was like a backyard shaper. Oh, it's Adam. That's like A-T-O-M? Adam. A-D-A-M. Okay. Like yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Okay. And it was like this A, kind of almost, it had like an A up on the nose. And it was like a used board they got from BC Surf Shop. And mm. it was a 6'2", 18 and a half, like two and a quarter.
1: We, we always talked about six that era. Sucked. Like that, the board dens were <laughs> <Yeah>. just like... <laughs> but I was saved. pumped.
2: And then my dad, through the church stuff, his son... um, Josh Martin, you guys ever heard of Josh Terry Martin was his dad? Yeah. Terry Martin started shaping me boards around like ten. Like In a shaping- glass shop. Just add water. And he shaped it was like Laguna Canyon. I remember going there as a kid and I'd watch him shape the board with my dad. And that was probably around ten or eleven. Hmm. That's it. And a that was a step. actual like board my size.
0: That was shaped for
2: you. Shaped for First me. First one. Yeah. Did you did you pick- twelve? Because that atom I had for a while and that thing sucked.
1: Did you pick up the order form and draw your airspray? We like... went,
2: and my dad's a pretty good artist. So we, he shaped it and then we did a design on it. And I did like blue with blue flames on the deck. Kind <laughs> of so like a Potter-esque, but different color.
0: You still put flames on your boards every once in a while, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: I had some flames. The Potter was the shit.
1: It's so the freaking so good. <laughs> when I was
2: mini-Grom, Strange... he used to come to San Clemente. Strange RG. Desires, yeah.
1: that movie I must have watched fuck, a million times. Yeah. You know? Well, Strange Desires, and you guys are. You probably did. You ever
0: see the movie Surfers? Yeah, we went to it
2: and they had a premiere in San Clemente at Ole Hansen.
0: Like that movie is still one of the best. That was like 92, 93, something like
2: that. So I would have been elementary school and I remember going. and Potter was there, Archie was there, Dina was there, Sean Thompson was there. A lot of them had like Archie and Dina had long blonde hair. Yeah, it's this old, like historic movie theater. It was packed. I remember you talking about it. I remember the beer bottles rolling down. Yeah. It was a theater, you know? Yeah. But I was in awe. But I was young. I was probably yeah. fifth or sixth grade. But I remember just like taking it like, whoa, this is insane. I mean, that
1: was kind yeah. of like the last of that traditional like old school movie. Slow-mo, narrated. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a high performance. But there was some good surfing. But it was all like water and slow mo, a lot of slow-mo. And it was artsy, you know? First it was, it was, it was like, artsy and like, it was insane, rootsy
0: and like... The best of the best, yeah, of surfing, all generations all, all yeah. generations. Mickey Dora, Tom Curran, yeah. Kelly was like Mom. seventeen or something like that in that movie. I don't know. I
2: don't really remember the movie. I just remember the <laughs> experience. I remember the experience. Yeah, because it was packed. It was rowdy. The movie came on. Everyone's cheering. I was yeah. like,
0: whoa! And the music was kind of good for that, you know. For that the watch time again, It's been a long time. Oh, dude, I watch it all the time still. So. <laughs> I um I have that s- subscription to Surf Video Network, I think it's called. Okay. Something like that. And dude, it's 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 on there. They have it on there, and I I I seriously watch it like a couple times a year because it's <laughs> right. so good. I you love know the styles. Oh, dude. I was just in Santa
2: Cruz for so that Coldwater Classic. We did a movie premiere with Lost. I actually, surfed in the event and took the family. And I started watching some old thing up there on YouTube, and like the kids rip now, but it's also like. Uniformed, yeah, they, they all look so similar, and you watch those old videos, and the, the characters come through and they're surfing, yeah, like it's very unique. Which video do you remember what you were watching? <sighs> it was a Tom Curran part, and then it went, No, I don't. I was just like, Damn, his like style is perfect, but then they had yeah. like the other guys that maybe the styles weren't the best, but it's so unique. I'm like, Yeah, it lacks that, yeah. I mean, now yeah.
1: I think, yeah, it, it yeah, there's definitely. A lot more personality shining through in styles than it is now. Yeah, like you could probably not know anything about certain surfers today, and you're like, I don't really know anything about that guy, really. You know, like in in the water and out of the water. Yeah, like yeah. but like Gary Elker Kong, Gary yeah. Elkerton, you know, kind of an aggro style. But like you watch some old footage of him going head to head with Kern, and he's he's destroying waves, like like just man turns yeah. and like you know it's not as polished. How about Jim Hogan? His style was same thing. He's yeah, Jim Hogan was awkward but really but competitive. Yeah, yeah, and ripped. If that guy if that guy had another fifty pounds, he would have been like an El or something. Yeah. So going back to you growing up in San
0: Juan, San Clemente area, like there's a, I mean, nowadays there's way too many good surfers, but back then it it wasn't as
2: (laughs) it was pretty. I and mean, yeah, there's still... Marly,
0: but I was, that was
2: all I knew, you yeah. know? But like I said, my dad was the youth pastor. So I always, all the high school guys, and as I got a little older, college age, already knew me. So I had like an in, yeah. even though I wasn't from there. And so that crew of guys, who surfed who was, Riviera a lot. Who was... Like Sean Florio was in okay. it. My crew, like my age, Michael Mullen. I used to hang out with him a lot. I had I a buddy, him? Nate Schreiner, that we surfed a lot together. Um, and then, as I started doing the NSSAs, I started hanging out with the Long Brothers a lot, because my dad was in the church, so he always worked on Sundays or was at church. Yeah. And so I'd always have to get a ride if I if I made it to Sunday with someone. So I hung out with John Robinson a lot, and then I hung out with the Long Brothers. And John's mom would drive us to the contest, Maggie, and then the, the uh, I could get a ride with the Long Brothers, Steve. Yeah. To the contest.
0: So, your San Juan, yeah. kind of out of the zone, right? Yeah. When you start getting better, you, you you get your Terry Martin board, right? Yeah. Um, where were you surfing? Like, what what was your my dad's
2: favorite spots? Was he like Creek and then Riviera? Okay, so and that's where. Spots. I mean,
0: at, at Creek, who do you remember? Like at that time when you were grom, like the older dudes that were you were looking up to. I just remember a lot of the guys were
1: dicks so many it's so different now yeah
0: like i remember a shank. i hated crookshank
2: he he held me underwater i would have been an element oh no it was probably seventh grade but he like slightly got in his way it's it's strands which whatever back then it was kind of held down yeah and dude he chased me down the beach and grabbed me by the back of like my wetsuit held me underwater i like remember coming up and get the fuck out of here and held me down again and then literally chased me to the sand and I was like, bro, he would have probably been like 30. Crick shake? I'm like, I couldn't imagine a growing man to a 7th grader now. <laughs> like, it was just cruel. And I'm then like, humor Chris Orr. Sounds
3: kind of he familiar. He passed
2: away from drugs. So then as I got, like, Mike, uh, Micah Mullen was like a pier rat at San Clemente Pier. In middle school, he was one of my good friends who started hanging out at the pier. It was like between pier and Riviera. Yeah, and the pier had its scene, and the pier had like its hierarchy, and there was dudes that were just. After a while, they would kind of. It was kind of cool because they'd look after you, but then they would still put you in your place, and just you were just like a little rat. Yeah, but I imagine the guys that ripped were
0: dicks. I imagine your scene was probably like Huntington, a little bit. Yeah, where the older dudes were good surfers, but they were dicks. Until you started to be a good surfer and kind of earned your way, Shane's Besson's dad, Mike Besson, was such a dick. He was
2: always yelling at kids, and like I was like terrified of him. They, and now as an adult, like it's cool because you're like, damn, that little kid. But back then, you just got told. Yeah, that, that was that generational. And you thing. got put in your place physically.
1: Yeah. yeah, but those guys grew up in different different generation where that's it's, what they did, you know. And, yeah, and it kind of over each. Generation, like the kids, it, it got kind more of relaxed. Yeah. And yeah. social media and the life. Most of the yeah. lifeguards weren't, when we were growing up, like they weren't the core surfers. They were just lifeguard. Totally. Cooks, yeah. You know? Yeah. And now you're getting like all these like kick ass surfers that are lifeguards and they feel yeah. like that's a career. You know, like there's this the weird barrier way? that's kind of come down across. So the policing of the, the beach? <laughs> Going back to Crickshank, did you tell your dad that he did the thing? Dude,
2: the funniest part was my mom dated Crookshank in like high school or something. Like she knew they were like I don't think it was very serious, but they dated. they were like yeah. the same age. They oh, both went funny. to Dana Point Heart or Dana Point High School. But yeah, I used to and Jeff Moisa, he was a dick too. Like Moisa was, was a dick? He was used to always serve Beach House, like just south of T Street. Yeah. It's funny because he was there all the time all the time that was like his spot and i swear it used to be a pretty good wave but he was like they were like they knew me but they weren't cool yeah you know, they were like the just the a little older you know so i would have been maybe freshman and they were like college age but they were like super aggro yell at you you a little maggot Well,
1: we had we had a few high schools in huntington and if you didn't go to huntington high you're like fucking beat it yeah you the second yeah. or third peak 100 like, yeah second or third peak down the beach right <laughs> well, <laughs> and,
2: so I, now. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching voices sir but yeah it's funny how it's changed jeff voice now it's gone like uh, you big bully the other way
1: yeah we gotta get him on and uh you know get we'll, his take we'll no, get
2: but so you probably cr- don't remember me but it's funny how like impactful that was those I mean, years like, are for sure learning i was told i probably was a kook i was in middle school i had a like like i said just maybe i didn't have it then but i mean i was learning yeah and you get in the back then you got in someone's way you got sounded it wasn't like yeah. let it go it was like did you did you, progress- Te- go, did you teaching
0: pre- you a lesson yeah yeah
2: totally and so- i don't think my dad ever said anything about it like it was ever like i don't there wasn't ever a confrontation on his end to the older guys it's just like that's how it so is so he
0: never confronted uh, i mean
2: i'd surf a lot of them with friends but it wasn't like I go home and tell my dad. My dad made a big deal out of it. Yeah, it was just kind of because like, your well, dad don't understood. Get in their
0: way. <laughs> your dad understood because he's a surfer. Yeah, yeah. but there's it's, a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. but so your dad, you probably,
1: you probably got his way, and you know he probably corrected you too. Like, yeah. hey, just be respectful of your, your elders. What like, about
0: what about Crickshank Did your dad confront Crickshank about that? No, because I was a
2: grom. No. I just remember being like Kirkshank's way
1: bigger than my dad too I, <laughs> Did I you- didn't even know who Cruikshank
2: was I just there was like a crew out it's I knew afterwards yeah but I was like Fuck
0: that guy! I told him that recently. I'm like,
2: you know, he held me underwater, when I was a kid. He probably didn't.
0: I did that freaking every. He week. like didn't really remember. He's like, I
2: did that. I'm like, yeah, yeah dude, I hated you
0: He's like, you're one of a thousand kids that <laughs> did <done> that too.
2: <laughs> but it's how, how am I, I supposed learn my to lesson? That? You learn your lesson. You would. I wouldn't mouth off. I would yeah. get out of their way, and I wouldn't even go anywhere near like a you know the crew that put off that vibe.
1: So yeah. when you got that first customed were you progressing pretty quick like were you kind of like diehard surfing before school after school yeah
2: i played so we like i said lived with my grandpa and grandma my grandpa is a full jock like he went to ucla he played football and baseball he had a tennis court in their backyard he played like golf always sports athlete full athlete and a good athlete uh so i played baseball the sixth grade i played like I wanted to play football. He paid for me to do football, and I lasted like two weeks. And I'm like, dude, I'm out. This you didn't get through hell day. week. <laughs> and that was probably so, that was middle school. That was seventh grade because yeah. I'm like, dude, I just want to. At this point, all I wanted to do was surf. Pop Warner, skateboarding, and I snowboarded, and surfing was like that was what I wanted to do the most.
0: Yeah. So who was your first sponsor?
2: Capo Bay. It was a Cap surf Bay. shop in Capo Beach. Okay. And I don't even there was I don't even remember really the guys that were in charge, but there was a store in, in San Juan called Capo Bay.
3: Hmm.
2: How'd you get sponsored? Doheny, of all places. That little left that go like uh, I said boneyards. They had a crew, a team. They had like a team workout, and then they they approach me. I know my dad kind of talked to him. My dad's a full salesman. He's super outgoing, and he kind of orchestrated it and they sent me stickers i got a hat a t-shirt that would have been middle school maybe no that was sixth grade i was in elementary school mm. so i started getting some i had some talent at that point but middle school is when i started doing the contest
0: what was your first contest
2: uh i remember aau
1: i don't remember that for there used for to school? Be aau
2: no not school middle school back then didn't have a surf team okay but i was doing aau and I did NSSA Explorers. I wasn't like good enough for the Opens. That was more high school, I think eighth grade going into high school. And there's
1: different age brackets between Open and Explorer too. So it's like sometimes you kind of, you know, you might be at the top of the age group where you feel more confident versus the lower of the age yeah. group and, and open had yeah. a little bit more of a spread I think
2: 7th grade was like the AAU which is like the bottom tier surfing events but it was like an organization I don't even know what it stands for And I then remember that and then it went to of. NSSA Explorer I think 8th grade and then high school I started doing the open which was like the thing yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember back then you had to send in your your like report card like they actually to did. NSSA yeah Scholastics was like a thing yeah, yeah
1: you had to have a 2.0 come on you know yeah like but you had to like yeah, you had to. Remember. There were some surfers that that, that <laughs> fudged their their grades just to compete. <laughs> Ted Robinson, <laughs> Kelly Gibson.
2: <laughs> oh, wow, those guys are amazing. But uh,
1: Ted um, Robinson. But uh,
0: going back to so your first spot just caught Capo, Capo and Bay, then, and then you, you start surfing. Ezekiel, Ezekiel,
2: Ezekiel. eighth grade, Vince Dillapina,
0: nice.
1: He yeah, local
2: Axe, Axe, wet seats. So you got a Jap- Japanese wetsuit. Right? Yeah. I remember they came and measured me and they'd send suits, like all custom-made suits. You got suits. the same
0: story as Lar. Lar wrote for um,
2: yeah, Ezekiel. Yeah, that's what I said. He I was remember, like the top dog. Yeah. I remember Lar.
1: Ezekiel and Quiver. Yeah, until Vinny and Josh Moore, or Jeff Moore and those guys freaking threw cut me through. You. Yeah. They didn't cut me. They just didn't offer me what I wanted. And I'm like, dudes, I just had like the best year of my life and you're giving me barely a bump. And then I went to... Because they picked up some other guys. Fresh Jive. Remember you wrote for Fresh Jive? Yeah.
2: Nice. And I remember did- I went to... My dad drove me to their warehouse in like downtown LA, which I'd never even been to downtown So
0: wait, LA wait. How did you get connected with Fresh Jive?
2: Dude, I don't even know to tell you the truth. Ezekiel ended at some point. I don't remember the circumstances, but it was Ezekiel for a while. And then I remember I went to Mexico with those guys. They did like a photo shoot. It was with like Axe wetsuits and Breakout. Chris Cote went, myself, and Breakout wetsuits. Todd um, Todd Klein.
1: Todd Klein. Yeah, yeah. he was a big uh, Japanese. Like, he had Japanese. a break. Did a check. Yeah. Is it down Breaker there. Out wetsuits? Breaker Out. Yeah. Is it Breaker Out? Breakout. 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 I don't know. Breaker
2: Out. Donovan I remember wrote for him. This Donovan right. was from San Juan. Donovan was like God when I was like.
1: Yeah. She was kind of. It was not Breakout her Magazine and Breaker out. Break
2: out Wetsuits. Yeah. yeah, That sounds right. Yeah. So that was, yeah. And then entered high school. I went to San Clemente High because that was like this, the high school to go to. There was no middle school surf team. So I went uh, to San Clemente and I was in San Juan. But that was like, we were, I lived in this weird area. I could go to Capo Beach or I could go to uh, Capo Valley, I could go to Dana Point or I could go to San Clemente. And me and Micah and the kid Nate Shriner, we all went to San Clemente High. Yeah. But most of the guys that I went to, people went to Dana Hills, and then some went to Cabo Valley, and then a little crew went to San Clemente High School.
1: It depends, too, like where your surf team meets every day, too. Like where you want to surf. Like my grandma had, you know, Edison surfs River Jetties, and Huntington surfs the pier. And he's like, I don't want to surf River Jetties every day, although it gets really good. It's just yeah. like, it's not as consistent and yeah. not as good. and. Prestige, the, like San, the, the, San Clemente is the, the, the team to be on. Yeah. You know, it's so more the prestigious champions.
0: for a surfer yeah. and better for you as a surfer to go to San Clemente. Like it would be to, for Yeah, JJ
2: to be around Luda. the best. and not and, so, For me, it wasn't so much to like accomplish that. It was more so this, the prestige of San Clemente High was like the like spot. Yeah. It's like this, whoa. And then to get on the surf team. I got on the surf team freshman year, which was like a big deal. There wasn't many of us. I was looking at the old photos the other day. It was like, Mike Lossness, Rusty Long, Kenny Caldwell, Ian McPhillips was a senior. No, Ian McPhillips was a he was a senior when I was in eighth grade. I used to love the way he served. Yeah, Um, but the crew on there, I was like, wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think how much freaking talent there is in Saint Clemente in the past. You know, like when you start thinking, like like you're saying, Rusty and Greg Long. Um, Lostness. Lostness. Uh, John
2: Robinson went so- freshman year,
0: and I think he did
1: homeschool. Boned out.
2: But Which remember, is- H- Huntington and St. Clemente, you used to have a gnarly rivalry. Yeah. And Huntington High and Edison were, like, gnarly surf teams. Yeah, I think we we're, like the, back then.
1: like, the two schools that had, like, a deep roster. You yeah. know, you'd have a, a star athlete that would kind of, you know, be that, that new – pro dude that you know a couple here and there but that blue collar kind of like workhorse great local surfer like we you know 12 guys on the team we probably had like 24 that you could put on the team at any time and be like super stoked like oh he's he's gonna get us a score yeah you know now it's like different because all the kids are homeschooled like my kids are a freshman on you know Huntington it's like you know what whoa where'd all the the core surfers go like oh they're on homeschooled Huh? remember
2: we took the bus. We'd take the bus from San Clemente, the whole team, up to Huntington. And I knew the Huntington guys from competing. But I remember a lot of the, the Huntington guys didn't like a lot of the people on our team, maybe me included. I don't know. But I remember one year there was a fight. Like it was like full on. Like, really? F Huntington, and it felt like Huntington was like F San Clemente. Yeah. But it was like you wanted good. to that's cross. That's good up. rivalry though. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and yeah. it was like competitive
0: too. Like who who is that? Who's your age from Huntington? Micah Byrne or...
2: Micah Byrne's my age, who I saw the other day. Uh, like, Brandon Tipton. Was yep. Jesse yeah. Evans Yeah. Jesse high? Evans, yeah. Uh, who else? They had a good team. Those guys Sean just surfed Sean Ward's a little younger. His brother, Brandon Ward. Yeah. Yep. We call him Sticky uh, Fingers. Was Ben Knight? He was long. Ben yep. Knight,
1: yeah. Ben Knight. Flying Squirrel. Yeah. Micah Byrne.
2: Yeah, they had a good team.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good time Brian right Carlson, there. Carlson, I don't know.
2: Did he go to high school? He did He's for two years. years. He yeah. yeah. that age. Yeah. Definitely tipped in. Yeah, I feel like there's more that I'm missing. But Turners, there's like a good
0: yeah, the Turners for
1: yeah. sure. Nichols. Oh, yeah.
0: Nichols, Danny Nichols. Yep, Yeah, We're all they're like all the in that same. kind of same age group. Yep. So who who took the titles and it's to say titles that year or not? Titles, we won it school. one year. I think I don't know.
2: I think, I think it was I mean,
1: going back and forth. Yeah, for it was a going bit. back and forth. Yeah. I remember we
0: won it one year. I think back then the playing, the players and the field was almost even, right. I don't like, think you yeah. could do homeschool and be on the team. You had to go to school. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, like the talent level of what St. Clemente had versus Huntington. Yeah, it was super competitive. It was competitive, and it 100%. was almost—I wouldn't say even, but even—and now it's like, you guys, why? How? how everyone moved to fucking. There's Saint a Clementi. lot of people
2: that are uh, that- move there for that yeah. for <laughs> but, reason but
1: not for the waves and for the well there's surf. trestles
2: but everything else pretty much just, just sucks <laughs> but it's pretty simple well, you know what's located? crazy and trestles is packed like i have people i know that literally don't surf down there they hate the place of the passion they've grown up in san Clemente their whole life yeah I've, I've there's only... another crew that's all they surf
0: yeah
1: I can't surf there anymore. Like I, yeah. I go once a year, maybe. Yeah. I think the last time we went, you like got hurt and I got like, hurt. I'm, I'm all going off, and he's in on the beach, and then I come in and he's From like duck diving. He's like, yeah, I like tweak <laughs> my elbow and my arm or whatever. I'm like, well, I got a cooler full of beer, or a backpack full of beers. I'm out there, you yeah, know? and I just left him for like three hours.
0: It was pumping
1: that day. Was <laughs> it awesome. gets good? It's amazing, but I literally
0: duck dove, and the thing landed square on my. I don't know, this area, and pushed my arm, like, right here, and it felt like... From trestles? From trestles, dude. Wow. It was a pumping day. But um, it felt like I broke my elbow. Like, the bone popped. I felt it pop, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then I went in,
1: and like... 20 minutes into the session, maybe. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Did you go lowers? Yeah, lowers. It, yeah. was, it was pretty good. It's a sick wave. Yeah, yeah. It's, the be, it's the best wave. And it's maybe. just changed. Like with the yeah. e-bikes and the Surfline cam, it's a total different place than it was. That's and every, I'm guilty of both. That's like everywhere I hate the e-bikes. Yeah. So, but now that I got one, it's like,
0: dude, these things you, are You mentioned amazing. some spots in San Clemente that everyone has known. We're not like blowing it up, but yeah. 204s and...
2: Yeah. Lo- I, uh, so like there was a pier crew, Riviera. which is kind of like the down and out, a little rougher... A lot of, like, that was a little looser. There was a lot of kids there that didn't really have supervision. The parents weren't involved, like, drugs and that whole scene. And then T Street was very, like, clean cut, come from a good home, probably have money, and they just kind of almost preppy. And then Riviera was kind of, in my world, like, I thought, like, where the rippers, like, the shredders in town. And then State Park was, like, Kind of the more hardcore, old school, grumpy, salty guys. Yeah, that would surf
0: the construction workers, the plumbers, yeah. those kind of guys. Just off Simon, the Simon path Severson,
2: a bit. Archie would surf state park a lot, and Simon Severson is Benji's older brother. Okay, he ripped, and uh, he was a state park guy. But then Benji was like a Riviera guy, and then there was Trestles, but Trestles was like, it was I don't know, it was a trek to get down there.
0: Yeah, it's so funny because we talk about how there's so many subcultures in our culture. Yeah. Even at your local spot. Like who surfs where and
1: why. And it's like, well, if you're the hot dog, you're going to surf Riviera and you're going to surf T Street, you know, and occasionally others on lowers, you know, but like as you get older and you start kind of like not even want to deal with crowds or maybe you're not the caliber and you just drift off to other spots, you know? And there was
2: different. It was interesting. Like, you know, T Street and the pier, there was guys that would serve the pier from T Street and they would get kind of rousted. (laughs) Yeah. And then the T Street guy, (laughs) pier guys would go to T Street and they'd be like, oh, look at the low life. Like, go back to the pier, you freaking pier rat. And it's it's like a hundred yards (laughs) apart. Yeah. You could. Maybe.
0: You're pretty much right there,
2: but everyone kind of stayed to their spot to some degree. Yeah, isn't it funny? Like, it was even all though you're town.
0: you don't you weren't living in San Clemente, you're San Juan. Yeah, you're still an outsider until you're not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like until you've unlocked the key by your talent. Yeah, right, and your persistence in surfing. But we used to take like the bus there. I remember having to take the bus with Micah.
2: Like, get on the bus and walk on with her. Like get the bus route and what time it picks you up and go down
1: dude i get the bus every day in summer from here to lowers <laughs> you go
2: to lowers every, no way. every day damn yeah yeah so it was cool It was in like an adventure but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't i guess the the cool part was that it developed me is that like it wasn't easy and it wasn't super accessible yeah. it took a little work i mean it was but i didn't like walk out of my house to go to the beach
1: yeah like it no wasn't. but pe- but surf spots people are creatures of habit and, and, and in like, in routine and stuff and you know there's certain people that just surf that one spot all the time yeah and you know yeah. i'd be surfing so many different spots and, and i think you know people would be like oh i've seen a while like where, where you've been like you know and i'm like when you're surfing other real waves
0: yeah like, when you're a competitive surfer yeah you know like you you're forced to surf different spots
1: all the time yeah so it's it's a lot more natural and a lot more but the want to to like change yeah, you, it up and go Try to, you know, like, I didn't really surf Newport until I got sponsored by Quicksilver. And then they would do their workouts. And I'm like, holy crap, this is like giant shore break. It's so powerful and it's hollow, you know. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I just want to surf there, you know. But it's not good all the time. And then you go to other, yeah. like, Oceanside was one of those spots. Because there was <clears throat> contests there, we're like, wow, this place, there's nobody out here. Do, do in tr- respect. Do you trip, like, like for me, I'm an inland
0: you know, I was in. I grew up inland, cook. And I was an inland coup. <laughs> and
2: I feel your pain <laughs> when I surf
0: a spot and and was like Seal Beach. Oh my god, these waves are killer. Go up to Surfside. Oh my gosh, these are waves are even better. Yeah. And then Huntington. Oh my gosh, like this is even bigger and better and more powerful. And then you go to a place like Trestles, and you're like, what the fuck, like. <laughs> how is it like dude the chris
2: ward one week in october at 16 mm-hmm. that like we i watched that probably for like two years i felt like <laughs> and we just like mimicked him trestles lowers all because a lot of us lowers you know yeah yeah but that was like oh my god he's like that's how do i get to be that good
0: yeah but the quality of waves when you when you start getting good yeah and you start realizing dude the spot i'm surfing isn't as good as that wave over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Now Chalky Podcast. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Round two. Round two.
2: Well, yeah. Life got in the way, huh? A kids, yes. pickups, drop-offs, but
1: we're back. Yeah, I know. That's the way we roll. With Nate Big Deluxe
0: Yeoman, Yew. the highest rated sales rep.
1: Yeah, he is. Okay.
0: <laughs> when we left off, it was, we were talking about, God, you were watching, constantly watching A Day in the Life, or October Life. Wardo and uh, What's
2: Really Going On. Wrong? On. I should know. One of the two. Yeah. A week Both in October. Were good. A week Remember in October. A Week in October with Wardo? Yep. It was like... I think the Indian section. Okay. But the, I think, remember you're talking about like the difference between trestles waves. Yeah. And the trestles are just so much better. And Wardo was doing like six turns on a wave and Riviera may be lucky to do one. So I was like, we got go to go lower. So that's where it's at. Look at this, what he's doing. Look how good the wave is. Yeah. Look how R- much more of a canvas you have.
1: Yeah. Riviera, if it's like, you're getting a sick barrel and like a oh, one turn close out or one air. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. definitely some clips to be had, but not as consistent and, and killer footage as the world. Yeah.
0: I mean, you got cottons, you got barbed wires, and then uppers. Oh, you're then, deep. You're going I mean, deep.
1: No, there's only no there's no spots down there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone goes <with> spots. <laughs> the spots. Lowers was like
2: the the spot. Remember every afternoon would be, flame would be down there, swiggles was always Shrie, down there. Yes. Kepler it was like on the left there'd be I don't know three or four photographers and then there'd be guys filming and so to try to get a, either a shot or a movie part it was like the place to be seen yeah and I was young I was 14 15 maybe younger yeah 14 15 so it was like all the guys ripping were out there yeah and plus the it, kind of the industry and to be seen to try it was like creek and lowers those were, definitely the, the, those two were spots. the training
1: grounds for sure
0: yeah it's a chip because it it had been the training grounds for a long time it's and it still is
1: yeah. right pretty much i mean outside of you know yeah. huntington newport that might be a little bit more consistent on on days you know and it's a good training ground if you're surfing heats cuz a lot of the contests are in those type of ways. but yeah. as far as quality and working on like surf skills yeah. like you know style and you know combo maneuvers lowers for sure is yeah. the spot
2: I feel like back then there was more of a formula to become pros, like contests, being seen, magazines, photos. I don't know. You could almost put together a portfolio that was very digestible to a company. Like, okay, he's getting shots. He's starting to do good in the pro juniors. Yeah. He's doing NSSA. You're
1: building. You were
2: kind of in there. There was a lot of opportunity. Like, I, out of high school, I had, like, I mean killer dana surf shop was paying me i think 600 bucks a month just as a surf shop and then there was billabong and a shoe brand and a sunglass brand and like some other pop-up brand and a restaurant
0: and like there was just i had a lot of stickers on my board yeah people people let's let's go back to that early competition and yeah um, so you started surfing NSSAs. Yep. Did you say you were Explorer first and then Open? Yeah, or?
2: Explorer, and then the Open was definitely like the more prestigious. I think of at least back then, like of yes. you know, the two circuits. And so, fifteen, I would have been. I think going into, I would have been going into sophomore year. I made the final of the Open Juniors at Lowers, which is like my first big result and freaking mike todd gave me a. we got a double interference like oh. uh, 30 seconds into the final he was going there's a mix-up anyway it's got interference but that was like the first big i would say on a national scale a contest result and that that was the national finals that was the national finals at lowers which back then if you want like the open men's you were getting like huge contract from a big company yeah that was a huge thing and, and juniors was just i think it was 13 to 15 yeah i think was the age range so i made the finals that was huge i think i was riding for fresh jive which i know i mentioned before yeah
0: that's a trip how, how did you get I, I don't even get, know yeah
2: it was a thing though Yeah, i think kenny caldwell right rode for him i don't even know how i got
1: there was a few of those what brands. Was that? Remember um XYZ, there yeah. was like Planet Earth. Although there was like jungle, skate was the street brands that jungle. were
2: Jungle. There was like
1: a Yeah, yeah I remember World was, Jungle for a year too. Me yeah, and yeah, Donovan like a, and then they jack passed and then they kind of
0: But there was some peripheral streetwear brands that or skate and surf. Dude, I had I had and then I rode for I still
2: rode, I believe, for the Japanese wetsuit companies and I rode for Puma when I rode for Fresh Jive. I was going like Urban before
0: Urban. Yeah. <laughs> he, he started the trend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember Puma was like I was it was the guy at Fresh Jive introduced me to the guys at Puma.
1: Alpha Numeric, remember them, like, them too? Yeah, like yeah. there's che a Joe lot was of on that. A lot of this you know I wouldn't say random, but kind of random within the surf... For sure. Market. You know, not your big surf brands. I'm
0: trying to think of other, like, streetwear style. Third rail. Remember that? That was, like, a weird...
1: I mean, LRG. I don't know if they did LRG.
0: That was way before LRG
2: blew up, though. This was all, yeah, mid-90s. There was a lot, collectively, from the music scene to the surf scenes. Yeah. Streetwear, skate.
0: So... You would you, you got double interference in that thing? Yes, yeah, yeah.
2: so I think I got fifth, I think I got last, fifth or sixth. I was <gasps> devoured. I hated Mike Todd for a <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy now. Yeah. Fuck that guy. But anyways, <laughs> he was uh, a little pit
1: bull, two, two yeah.
2: strong headed goofy foot. Uh, dude, I was so I was like, dude, I made the final. Like actually, this was before training. Thirty seconds into, I remember it my two. dad was like, he had me across the street of the park like running because I kind of was a bigger kid. And I was kind of slow surfing tempo, but I was like strong. And so he had me like running like sprints at the park across the street from my house to try to get like my cardio and my speed up. And I, my goal was to make the final. I made the final. I think Mike Todd like weaseled around me, and I, it, was, it, was, it was a double interference. I thought he weaseled around me to go left, and I just didn't look. And he weaseled around me, went right, and I collided with him. Actually, I think I just got interference. Ugh.
1: But that was that. I was yeah, so man. bummed. That's really so common at lowers. I got an interference out there in the heat, too. Yeah. And it's like, just, commu- you know, like, you guys, yeah. you don't want to keep it, you don't want anybody to catch away wave. It's like, but, you, you know, you, you probably thought, like, it would have been easily split the piece, but it yeah. just, you know, Seems you don't, a you don't Place communicate. like lowers
0: that has a pretty damn good right <laughs> and a pretty good left. Yeah. Like, it's
2: only, out it was six-man heat. There was no priority. Uh. So, yeah, it, was, it happened, seemed like it happened to every other heat. There was in Air France. But anyways, I broke out there. I remember I had a meeting with, might have been someone at Rusty. It was probably Darren Brillhart. And they, like, offered me, like, something of meaning. At that point, I was just flow program. I think I had, like, a little travel fund to pay for entries and stuff. But the big one was senior year. Going into my senior year was when Billabong broke off and started Hurley. And Flame put the pieces together with Billabong. And uh, so we, wait, I went and met it, what, with
0: Billabong. Was Rusty just boards? No,
2: I didn't ride for Rusty, but I, they, like, contacted me after okay. the contest. And I'm trying to remember. I think that, it was that Fresh guy. Drive and then Faith was a Tony Moniz company. That's right, yeah. Uh, that was for, like, a year and a half. But then the big one was Billabong. And I would like I think I mentioned Shane Doran. I had a wall. I had, like, my back of my door and a wall of Shane Doran. I just... He was like, I watched all his parts, loved his style. So Billabong was like the brand. Yeah. And Billabong and Hurley split. Or Hurley was started and Flame put in a word with Steve Clark. And I went and met with Steve Clark at Billabong. My pops went with me. I was 17. And I walked out with a $200 a month contract. And a two thousand dollars travel fund. Yeah. And we went to Red Lobster. It took me out to Red Lobster. <laughs> you got
1: it's a starting point, you know. Like so my
2: senior year in high school, I was getting paid to surf, yeah. and I got a, I was making hundred bucks a month from Ocean Minded, which is a sandal brand. Yes. So I was making three hundred bucks a month my senior
1: year. It's good. I mean, as a kid slaving in a surf shop or or you know yeah. bus or something yeah. like, you're like, dude, I'm making as much as my friends, and I'm just surfing. Like that's.
0: And you're amateur, yeah.
1: but you're making money. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was yeah, it was kind of weird back then. But I was like, this is insane, and so I was, was your like, dad. Tripping? Well, I still worked. So I was definitely blue collar. My dad like construction growing up, and then he was a youth pastor. My mom worked. I had jobs all through high school, like waiting tables, worked at surf shops, did valet, worked at the movie theater. Like I had jobs, so to be making money just surfing and more so from Billabong was just like I was. Freaking beyond. Well, just point.
1: getting decked out with the gear, oh, yeah. the sticker the on. Stickers. They're yeah.
2: already
0: making wetsuits. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So you had head to toe, pretty
2: yep. much. Yep. And was so there, That was my senior year of high school.
1: Was there uh, any like talks about hey, we're gonna get you in an ad this year, or did they? I whips?
2: started. Let's see what like wave action. They used to have like a collage ad, and I made. I was like a little section off to the side.
1: Cause that's huge and At too. one
2: point, they started doing like ads. Was it? Was it? Was it Beach Happy? Not on the big magazines, but on the smaller stuff. I was starting to get ads. I got to go on regional, regional trips. mags, kind
0: of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was like,
2: I think we're talking about it. when in high school, like hanging out at the pier, I started hanging out with the crew, and like that, like kind of loss scene and smoking weed was like. I started smoking. I was smoking weed all the time, so I was super quiet. I didn't drink at all, which was cool looking back. Like drinking was never my thing, but yeah. I just smoked weed all the time. It was like smoke weed, surf all day, every day. Yeah. That's I all mean, I cared about. People,
1: it, it's, weed's got such a, you know, bad connotations. Yeah. And stigmatization. Like it's just Especially like, back then. Well, I mean there's, you can be super active on it and be like effective, whether it's surfing or work or whatever. And then yeah. you could just be a derelict, eat and sit yeah. on the couch and do nothing. You well, know?
0: And, Everyone says it's the gateway drug. It's
1: not, but yeah. <laughs> it can be. It can it, be. It definitely for sure. opens up
2: being in that environment. Yeah. But I was just, all I did, I mean, I still went to school. I wanted to do homeschool, but my parents wouldn't let me, which I'm glad about in hindsight. But it's so surprising uh, for you to tell us you, you were a weed smoker. Oh, dude, it was bad. Yeah, you know, they used to call me Gomer Pile. That was my nickname because I was just like, <laughs> just slop around, hang out, smoke weed, and surf. I'd go to school. A lot of the other guys didn't go to school. I had that going at least. Yeah. It was just like, where where I can get another bag. I kind of even sold weed a little bit just so it'd be free on my end. And like, then, yeah. Did your dad ever find out? My dad was, me and my dad were not tight for a while. Yeah. Just pissed. Yeah. Super pissed. It's hard for sure. Not stoked. Yeah. We didn't have a good relationship for like high school years. And that was a lot of it to blame was on me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the high school years. Because I remember I was recently, so I was like, dude, you were so, like, cocky when you were a kid. And I was like, I don't think I was cocky. I was just stoned, so I was quiet, <laughs> you know? I didn't say much. I was pretty shy, and then you add that in. So I just kind of like, if I didn't know you, I wasn't going out of my way to say hi. Yeah. But, uh,
3: Which could yeah, that was cocky. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I
2: was a good surfer, so I think you add that together. And
1: oh, like, yeah. oh, the guy's too cool, he won't talk to me. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. too cool. Look at the guy, over there, he's over there. What's so i uh, just, did. if I knew you were going to pile, I would have freaking been like, dude, share, break me off some of that, bro.
2: <laughs> you know, Flame used to get pissed because I was never an early morning person. It was like, he would, you know, he was to go meet with Flame was a big deal. Yeah. yeah if you got the call, if you got the pre- call, you're good. there. Like, 6.30, I'd show up at, like, 7.25, and yeah. you like, dude, <laughs> the lighting was good an hour, like, half an hour ago. Where were you?
1: Yeah, there was years I actually had the Salt Creek, which is the county beach pass. It's not a st- city or a state. It's a county. Like, I had to go into, like, you know, I don't even know what municipal place. Yeah. And you had a decal just for the Salt Creek for Salt lot. Creek block. Yeah. Lot. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, that dude, i not spending too much making. money. I'm like, and I see these stickers on the windows of cars, because, you know, growing up in Huntington, they had stickers yeah. state passes, and I'm like... There's, there's, there's a pass here? I'm like, dude, I'm on it. I'm local now. Yeah. Dude, I got the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're working. No, for so sure. I'm Down mean, there, I mean. Yeah. I always trip lot.
0: out on people that I see that I know that live in Huntington or are in Huntington quite a bit. Yeah. Like reps or whatever. And they're paying for parking. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're here all the time. Why yeah. You just if you're surfacing
1: to... Main Street like yeah. all That's the mean. time.
0: I pay for parking. Yeah, you have. Oh, well, up here, get a pass, dude. I need to get a pass. Yeah, because that it's it's still it's a hundred. It's almost two hundred bucks, but think about how many times. But one ticket, yeah. Paid for. You could have paid for a pass uh, for Pretty sure. Much.
1: Yeah, the the parking structure is is ninety minutes free, but you know if you have a van like ours, you know it's kind of like, yeah. no, it can not do. Yeah, you know. So,
0: Billabong. Yep. Seventeen years old. Yep. Making money, still working side jobs, still selling baggies. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it.
1: Were you a stu- you stu- studious student? Did you get no? Uh,
0: I mean, I passed.
1: Yeah.
2: I think my parents were finally going to kill me my senior year because I was failing surf class. It was just because I didn't go. I was <laughs> just going to surf somewhere else. Like you had to check into the pier, bring your little card. You could surf the purity street, and it would be bad most of the time. So I'd be like, I'm going to Creek, or I'm going to Rivie, or I'm going to Lowers, or I'm going to Oceanside. Yeah, and i had to swim laps for like. I'm two above this months. pay grade. I'm like, yeah, I should have been, I should have been the, my senior year. I should have been team captain, the team captain. Yeah. But I was such an idiot that my yeah for good reason they didn't they picked this guy uh, Scotty Lindall, but I just didn't go. And so my parents are like, Are you freaking for real? You're failing surf class. Like, what is your problem? Yeah. So, I had to swim la I had to go to the pool every day for like six weeks my senior year at lunch and swim laps while the coach, Coach Hartman, had lunch and it would watch me. I forget how many laps I had to swim to make up a day's credit. That is awesome. So, I, f- I passed. That's, that's kind of <laughs> as awesome. Probably helped
0: you with your surfing. Yeah. <laughs> to build up your cardio. So, and I speed. To like, are you like,
2: everyone will probably be pretty, pretty good? Fast. Yeah. But surf class, I just didn't go. I just went other places because I'm like, screw this, this place sucks. I'm gonna go shoot or I'm gonna go try to film or. Yeah, anyways, well, that, that I mean that was go. Yeah. that
1: was one of the reasons. Like my son Edison is at Salt or, uh, Salt Creek um, is at River Jetties in Huntington High School is at the pier, and my girl was like, I don't want to go surf at River Jetties every day, even though it does get really good. But yeah. majority of the time, it's you know bigger and better at the pier and better sandbars. But the same thing. He was like, I, we have kids that go surf check in put their hour in whatever and then they come back to the, the pier yeah we're like yeah yeah jesse rap yeah <laughs> well, like
2: yeah my, my uh the crew most of the guys like john roberts robertson daniel lippert uh there's a three or four other guys they all did homeschool so mm-hmm. they would never have like they didn't have structure so I you're hanging just with them. go with them like oh they're going down to oceanside like let's go to oceanside i can be back by 10. So I just didn't go to surf class. What was your, what was your first car? Uh, dude, I had the, my grandpa's buddy gave me a car. We just called it. It was just it was, poop brown. It was a little Honda. It was like a 1980 Honda, and it would overheat within like ten miles.
0: Was I it a carry- sedan,
2: a wagon, or like a- no? It was a little sedan thing. I think it was a Honda Civic. It was a 1980. It was brown. It had like leopard car seats in the two front seats and a little tiny back, and I had surf racks on the top. <laughs> I had that for probably a year and it sucked. It overheated, it broke down. But I you mean got it semi I worked? Yeah, got it for free. Because, yeah. so like I said, I was in San Juan, I went to San Clemente High, so I had to get to and from school. Yeah. And so surf class was pretty much every day. My parents couldn't give me a ride every time. So I had that until. I bought a little Toyota pickup at one at some point, but I don't think that was till after high school, maybe the end of high school.
1: Like it wasn't about being having a cool car, although it's just like you just wanted to get down to the beach, like yeah, like I just want to be able to go to Oceanside or up to Honey or wherever and just have a like a ride. Nowadays, these kids are like, oh, they want the best, Oh. Oh, the that was, I I junior
0: year. That yeah. might
2: have been junior year. Maybe when I got paid, maybe I started getting paid. I borrowed some money from my grandpa, and I made like monthly payments on a little Toyota pickup. Yeah, had a yeah. shell, had a carpet kit. Nice. That thing was sick, but it didn't have power steering, <laughs> stick shift. <laughs> and I couldn't park certain days of the week on school campus for some reason. I don't remember why. So I had to park on a hill back behind it, and like no power steering. And stick shift, it was a challenge, but yeah.
0: I persevered. It Kids these car. days will never know what a stick shift is. <laughs> yeah. How what scary no was stick shift? and no power steering, yeah. yeah. And rolling your windows up and down. Yeah. Didn't have any, no no <laughs> power or anything. What uh you mentioned you worked at, at restaurants, bus and tables. Yeah. What what restaurants? Uh Sunny's. Dude, that place is amazing. Yeah. That place is rad. Do you remember uh Dustin Ray?
2: No. he passed away. He was from like Morro Bay. Hmm. D. Ray in the old Lost movies. Anyways, he w- he worked there at the time when I worked at Sunny's, and it had like all the cutest girls in town work there. So I was I was like they were like probably college age, late high school, college age, and I worked at Sunny's for like I was water boy, and then I got promoted to salad. I'd uh, make the salads in the back. That's awesome. And the guy Sunny that owns it. Um, like I said my grandpa was a pastor my grandpa did counseling with Sonny and his I think maybe his first wife but he knew Sonny so Mm. he got me an inn and I started working there that place is still there too right yeah Brandon you know Brandon Roginovich Mm -mm. that's Sonny's grandson he shapes boards and Mm. he also and he's the cook and his mom runs the restaurant but Sonny's was gnarly back then like I mean he'd be yelling like he was like the classic Italian, like throwing pizza pans, like and I'd be making salads right next to him, like <laughs> shit wouldn't be right. He would lose it on the chicks that were running, you know, that were doing that were serving the food. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a, it was an experience. I worked there. I worked at this place called Chato's, which isn't there nice. anymore, a Mexican restaurant.
3: Chato's. Uh,
2: I worked at BC for a time, right when Brian Clark sold it to this guy Manny. Then I worked at uh, another surf shop. Like I said, I worked at the movie theater, Open Ocean Ranch movie theater. Um, but the waiting stuff or busboy was cool because you had cash.
1: Yeah. And it cash. Was yeah. And maybe free, free food. food. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how <laughs> sure. we roll. Like, how do we get treats? Or or maybe it's a, a job to kind mm-hmm. of find chicks and pick up like the movie theater. You know, like as yeah. was a good one too. We had friends at the theater. They're like, yeah, that's a Places like spot.
0: Sunny's, which is a pillar in the community and all the locals go there. Too. Yeah. But all the all the people you want to know and meet and see, yeah, go to those places.
2: Yeah. Right? And
0: the surf shop was cool. I remember it's funny not being a rep back then I didn't
2: like that was definitely not my goal at the time, you know? But the cool ones that came in that were like personable and talk to you and remember your name and sometimes follow your product, I'd be like, Oh sick, like whoever it was. I don't remember, but the Quicksilver rep came in and he'd flow you like, hey, here's a hat and like a shirt and some stickers. Yeah. You're like, dude, this guy's the man.
0: One of the reps that I'll always remember, and he didn't do a great brand, but it was a cool brand back then, was uh, the Godowskis. Tom. Top, Tom Godowskis. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll I'll never forget him. Local because Motion, probably, huh? Local Motion, yeah. Yeah. But he, he would always like, I don't know. It's so funny because during Christmas, you would hear him come in and go, Melekalikibaka! He's the man. That's <laughs> awesome. baka hikiho. That's like, I think that means Happy New Year. You right. know, in, in Hawaiian, you're just like, holy shit, that guy is the shit. Mm-hmm. And it's then, rad. you know, to fast forward years later, freaking his Groms are all like yeah. superstars in surfing. Yeah. So. Yeah, some of my best friends. I remember yeah. when
1: he was a, like, yeah, you're talking like a really long time time ago, and i I remember him having three little groms. Yeah, you know, just I, like all groms white hair you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like white. Yeah, and then yeah, sure enough, full circle. Yeah, yeah, he he
0: left an indelible mark on on what Stoke is right, like yeah. just from look at his kids, his boys fraud. or men. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. We ran into him at the board riders club or yeah, the finals last year. Yeah, we got to get him on. Dude, that'd be epic. Yeah. Tom. You know, Tom would oh, be yeah. insane. Legendary. Yeah. At
2: Pat's wedding, dude, his speech for Pat's wedding, his son, was just like, him and my dad are, are very similar. They're very, like, outgoing. They're talkers. They got great personalities. Yeah. But his speech was like, dude, Tom, you're a legend. Yeah. Wanna hang out I, wanna, with I, I wish I could have seen that or heard it. Yeah. Or-
0: <laughs> You know who else weaved
2: the tales from, like, Pat's birth to, like, wedding day, and it was probably 30 minutes long,
0: but the story was
2: just epic. Yeah, I bet it was.
0: Uh, One other guy, and then we'll move on, but Joe James. Do you remember Joe James? Dude. What did he do? C.I. Body Glove. Joe James. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. He did.
2: Was it on a mission later on? He might
0: have, but um, his son, uh, his name's Garrett. Okay. works for stab oh wow
1: oh yeah that's right we're supposed yeah. to get him on
0: yeah yes so we we did um luke Cederman raglan report at stab and the guy garrett you know we're talking he goes you yeah. you you know my dad i'm like who's your dad he's like joe
1: james i'm hey. like what the fuck joe james is your dad he worked oh, at Serviceport? who no did he work at Serviceport? he was joe james a rep? yeah oh no he's he a, rep. a rep
0: yeah yeah
2: but he was a super for a while super surfboards he might have been That's too, like,
1: but
0: yeah. he did CI forever. I didn't. He know was that. like the, like him and Tom were like the first real reps that yeah. you know we kind of met back yeah. then. at HSS at HSS. Yeah, it's funny you guys were talking about the jungle room.
2: I kind of safari about room. That. Yeah, whatever it was. I remember as a kid going in there, like, whoa, this place is so yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: The jungle, the, like, the cave, the jungle. To go jungle, back now as an adult, the, like, the oh, safari a room. But as a kid, it
2: was insane. It was a safari. Maybe it was rad. I was little. I thought it was the raddest thing ever.
0: You know what? If it was still around, I think people would still Didn't think Didn't they have like rad. a reptile cage? I swear they had like a yeah. snake or something. He had a snake at the counter. You know where, your, where the Salty Crew section is? Yeah. Like when you first walk in yeah. to the left? That was the... That was the counter. And that's where the stickers were. And there was a Sammy the Snake... I remember a snake being on that. Yeah,
1: there yeah. was a snake in there. I worked the nights and we had to feed that thing.
0: In the back, yeah, in the back, uh, where fuck now. Kind of where the wet are,
1: but it's way farther back. It used to be a cave.
0: Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they had like little trolls, like hidden little. You
2: nooks could go and through, crannies. right? It was like there was a tunnel, kind of not a tunnel, but a way to yeah. walk through it.
1: There was like a, a bathroom like a- in the
0: back. I
1: remember yeah. going through
2: something in there. Yeah. It's,
1: it was wild. It
0: was wild. Yeah. But that yeah. safari room was sick. Like, and then Jan. had a fake banyan tree in there. And when
1: Jan's was in there and the, the, the Quicksilver board riders room. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it, was, it had a lot of special things. It was like Disneyland for surfing. Yeah. Like, that, that water tank. The motif you know, that, and all that. Anyways. But,
2: Around. yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, when you guys were talking about it, I was listening to one of your episodes. I'm like, dude, I remember that.
0: Should yeah. You know, he's talking about it. Yeah, our friend Frank got bit by the snake, like latched onto him. He yeah. almost passed out. Remember that?
1: Yeah, I was there that night. And that was crazy. <laughs> he, no joke. We were, we were feeding it, and he just put his, like, you know, you you stun the, the mouse, you yeah. know? And you throw it in the box, and the thing does its deal, and it's good. And after he's full, you just relocate him back to the to cage, and... I don't know. He went in too early, and the thing just freaking locked onto his thing and coiled. And me and another Ian Hennessy, Ian I think it was. Yeah. We we're trying. It was like the snake wasn't that big, but you uh, so unbelievably strong. Like two like strong men could even like size. could she even a like boa. yeah, we could even get like it unwrapped. Jans was in the back, our other buddy who does the cleaning back there, Jason, Jason Bausch. Bausch. We had a screwdriver because we did skateboards, so we had like screwdrivers, like trying to pry it, and the thing would open up and then go back on. He had like a thousand teeth, like like cuts yeah. from the all the teeth. Every time we got it off, like we thought we got it off, it just go back on. And Jason, <laughs> he comes out with a old knife I'm from a, Jan's. He's all oh, I'm I'm gonna cut, his cut it, I'm gonna cut its head off. And Frank's like, you're gonna cut my arm off. It was like pandemonium. It was so gnarly. But yet now we look back and it's funny, you know. Oh but gosh. at it's the time we were we were story. in yeah. panic mode. We we're like, we're what sure. do you do? He's on my hand. I can't feel feel my finger. Like it was kind of going nuts. Yeah. So, so we gotta get his story. Back in the senior high, <laughs> calling, the bong,
0: making yeah. a small salary. Yeah. Super focused on contests.
2: Yeah, oh. and also the video part because Lost was down in San Clemente, so they had a house. I think I'm in high school up on the hill, and at some point they moved, or maybe prior there was down on the pier. Yeah, when I was younger, it was down by the pier, and then it moved up on the hill. They had a house up there. So, like, John surfer lost, and Corey and Ward would always be hanging there, and then other people would come through. And, and that's and when Mike was at the house. That was the clubhouse. That by, was
1: what Ryan Carlson, Carlson or... started working for him
0: w- w- probably a little later
2: on than that. It yeah. was it a little... okay.
1: It was the party house, but
2: yeah, it was the party house. And as a young high schooler, you were just like in like
1: that was our clubhouse. Every I wouldn't fr- every say Friday. I was
2: impressed. I was just like, this is a freaking another world in here. Yeah, like yeah this the is, stuff you'd see. I was just your like,
1: fraternity This <laughs> yeah. place is gnarly. Yeah, there's a lot of gnarly What's stuff going a on. Every too weekend. hardcore.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so the video part, I was like, oh, I'd be like to get in movies or some sort of film would be insane. Yeah, back then they were like, I think we talked about it. It was like christmas every year was the taylor Steele movie and if the lost came out
0: the movie and you just watch them
2: until the yeah. next one came out
0: so you're grom still and those guys were making those movies was everybody writing lost mayhems or no like let's see
2: high school it was definitely like a thing but there was remember stewart's was pretty big back then mm-hmm. cole uh timmy patterson was big what the were you first writing? mayhem i i there was a guy tom hogan he shaped boards and he was a school teacher a middle school school teacher i lived in riviera he shaped me boards the first board i actually ever tried a mayhem was a matt king let me use the board you remember matt king huh? that sounds familiar
0: but yeah
2: i don't know what happened to him but we're at a contest and he rode for mayhem and he let me try the board and i was like oh my gosh this thing's incredible and what, how old were you or what grade? So that was probably like sophomore year of high school or junior year of high school. But I wrote Hogan's. Tom Hogan made my boards. And then I think I went from there to Mayhem's at some point. Because after high school, yeah, I was billabong. And then I started doing pretty good in some of the pro juniors. One year I made the... I think I made the round of 32 in the U.S. Open, and I swear the first round was like 328 or something. I made like six heats in the U.S. Open from the first round all the way to – I'm the round of 64, I had Ross Williams and Shane Beshin in my heat, and I made the heat. I think Shane lost. I think me and Ross Williams made it, and then I lost in the round of 32. But I think it was like – round of 328, round of 296, round of 244, round of 196, round of 128, 96, 64, and I lost in the round of 32. That's going a long ways. It's just a long ways. It was like started like the contest ended on Sunday. I think this is like the Wednesday 10 days prior is when I like started, and it went (laughs) all week. And I made it to like Friday or something. But that was like, and I was riding for Billabong, and then I won a – one star at the pier saying how many pier no no at huntington pier and i think after that is when i got the wild card into mundaka whoa from billabong and that was like the first
1: what was there trials or they just gave you a no flight? i got
2: a wild card into the event because you won the i just was doing well i think i made like the semis on an east coast contest it was like a 3000 I won that one little one star. Um, I started doing like getting some results from where I was. Still amateur though. This would have been out of high school. So this would have been 19. Okay. Uh, And so they gave me the wild
0: card and uh, the Moondaka. Backtrack. So your amateur days, when did, what was your, when Um, did you decide to turn pro? I think out of high school. Okay. Yeah, out of high school, I
2: graduated. I mean, it wasn't nothing big. I don't remember if I got a raise or I was still making three hundred bucks a month, but oh. I had a, I had killer Dana. I rode for Lost. I rode for Audio Shoes. Scott Desiderio was like the raddest oh, team manager who just passed away recently. That yeah. like that was like the best, insane. Uh, we were fortunate Philips enough Baum, to have him on. An ocean-minded. And I wrote for all those brands. I wrote for Billabong for six years. I wrote for Audio for probably seven or eight years. Hmm.
1: Um, those were brands that were big And big at the time. lost
2: surfboards. Um, who else? Oakley.
0: Some really big brands.
2: It's just kind of fast-forwarding, but going out of high school, I started getting some success. But I think the main one was beating. I beat Andy in the first round at Mindaka. And that was the CT. Cause yeah, was, you're
1: you're going against the top rated, so yeah, you're, you know how they.
2: That was a story. That's a worth telling. So, <laughs> yes. I flew I flew to France early solo. I was supposed to get a friend. Was this guy John Perkins? He used to film for Lost. Was over there with Timmy Curran, and he was going to pick me up at at the airport in Berritz, I believe. And so I fly all the way over there solo. I get there. Billabong hits me up. They say, "Hey, we're giving you the wild card into Mundaka." And this is like not. This is probably two weeks prior to the event. It's pretty last minute. In hindsight, but
0: you went to France. This is I skipped
2: around. No, no. So prior, they told me, "Hey, we're giving you the we're going to give you the wild card spot in Mundaka. You'll be the wild." It was me and it was Ace Bucking. I didn't even know Ace Bucking back then. So I went planned my trip. I'm like, I'm going to go early because is the Quicksilver Pro. John Perkins, who's the filmer for Lost, is already going to be there with Tim Curran filming. And so I'm like, I'll get there early. Can I stay with you? So I flew over to France by myself. There was some miscommunication. He didn't pick me up, so I kind of got stranded at the airport. And luckily, Vince Del Pina from Ezekiel days... I don't know if he's on my flight, but he was in the airport. I'm like, dude, Vince, like, my buddy's supposed to pick me up. No cell phones. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going. Can you give me a ride? Like, I don't know who, how I'm going to get a hold of them. I don't even have emails or, like, maybe just starting back then. You flying to Barrett's?
1: Yeah. So he
2: gave me a ride. He had like the tiniest rent-a-car. had to sit like in the hatchback open with the boards and he squeezed me in and we're driving (laughs) down the road and Perkins comes like around one of the roundabouts. I'm like, dude, there he is. So he grabs me. I stay with him. He was staying with Tim Curran. And when I got there, we got our own little room. And the day before the Mundaka contest was the finals for the Quicksilver event. And so we went to watch the finals, which Andy ended up winning. And we were watching the finals, we had our, our all our stuff in the rental car because we were going to drive from there after watching the finals to Spain, which was like a three-hour drive to get ready for the waiting period was the next day. Dude, our car got broken into. And they stole my backpack, which back then I had like a little mini VHS recorder. Mm. I had my passport, had all my documents. Luckily, I had didn't have my one of my boards got stolen. The rest was at Tim Curran's room because he let us keep our boards there, and we're going to grab them. But So my passport got stolen. My video camera got stolen. My wallet got stolen. Uh, oh, was a shit show. Yeah, some of his stuff, Perkins' stuff, got stolen. But anyways, Andy won the contest that night. He raged all night. Like, one, we left when the final was over. The waves were pumping. Drove to Spain, because the next day the contest could start, and it sounded like it was, because there was swell. And so... I had the first I had the heat first round it was me uh, Phil McDonald they they didn't
1: do a few days break they were just back back.
2: next day and Andy and I ended up beating it was because Mundaka. remember how fickle it was Yeah. so they didn't have an elimination round so if you got third in the first heat you were lost in the contest I actually didn't win the heat I got second Phil McDonald won the heat and fucking Andy lost his mind on there
0: (laughs) he just won the, the day before yeah and so we're in the water
2: (laughs) i would imagine i didn't see him but he just won the contest and the next day they called the contest on him in daca crazy so i had to borrow a board i think i shea lopez let me borrow his board i didn't have stickers because my stuff got stolen and it was like the next day after france so i served a stickerless board in the contest wow I had Andy in the heat. The, the waves kind of sucked. It was really inconsistent. And I got a couple, like two, I think, I, I don't even remember. I think I had, like, a, two sixes. And he had, like, a six and needed another six and just never got a wave. But the heat ended in the water. And he's like, fuck you, you fucking
0: grom, you motherfucking grom. And I was
2: just like, I'm out of here. Hightailed <laughs> <laughs> it in, like, paddled into the That's boat Andy harbor. That's Andy yelling at you? Yeah. Andy's yelling at me. So I hightail into the boat harbor. I said I was probably nine, I think I was maybe twenty now or nineteen or twenty. I was still pretty young. And uh, and Andy was like an idol, even though he's he's only like three or four two or three years older than me. Yeah. But it was a world he was of a man. back then. Yeah. Yeah, he was a world champ. So, anyways, I I like, <laughs> dude, he's pissed. So I like scurry in, give back my jersey, get out of there, because it's a small little town, and I go back to my room, which I was sharing a room with Buckin and the guy Perkins. And so I shower off, and I go to walk back down to the contest. So there's nothing to do there. And I, there's, like, this little alley. And Andy, like, I'm walking down to the hotel room, walk to go back to the contest. And I'm like, oh, shit, there's Andy. And he's, like, walking at me. I'm like, all right, well, not this much I it. can do now. So I go to walk. I kind <clears> of <throat> walk almost past him. He's like, what, fucking Grom? The fuck's your problem? And I'm like, uh oh? And he's like, yeah, you little shit. fucking cocky little shit. Fuck you, Grom, and I'm
1: like, I could dude, see I didn't doing do, that do anything. Too- He's
2: like, what'd you say? Fuck you, fucking no respect. You're gonna learn respect this year, Hawaii, the hard way. The fucking boys are gonna be after you. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't do anything, dude. I just like, searched so my heat. I didn't paddle value. I didn't do nothing. He's like, right on, you fucking Grom. Yeah. me Grom like 40 times. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. See you in Hawaii, dude. You're fucked and i was just like oh my god dude this is like now from you're the highest of highs mark. Yeah. to
1: the lowest now amount. you're like man i gotta watch my back moving forward and i was bizarrely. like
2: shit dude i didn't even barely get a word in he just lit me up and did I was just you like, worry
0: about him calling the, the oh dude i was like i going,
2: hawaii that year and i was just like i was like walking around i found like dude i didn't do anything but like i'm dude i don't yeah. even know what to tell you yeah he like, i'm sure he and so he was pissed. Always even when he was Hawaii... like number one in the world, just won the contest, and then it was Shitty Mundaka, lost first round, he's out of the comp. And some like no and I'm sure he got, I think I've met him, but he didn't know me. Yeah. He's like, Fuck this kid.
0: He, he wrote for Billabong. He wrote for Billabong. And you wrote for Billabong. I wrote for Billabong. So did you did that cross your comp. mind?
2: Like, uh, not in the moment. In the moment I was just like, dude, like, I'm gonna have to this guy. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna guy. have to like get through this. Like, what if he comes out? I'm gonna have to out?
1: scrap like, one of my idols. Fuck, He's coming at me. Yeah. <laughs> so it went on.
2: Story <laughs> gets better. So it went on hold for like four days, five days. It went crap, and for some reason he was hanging around. I don't really know why, but it was just like almost like you remember like freshman year in high school, is like the big senior you're like terrified yeah. of. It's like shit, dude. I gotta like. He didn't bounce. Where I go. Yeah, no, he was hanging. And a couple of days later, Acornis was still on hold. We went out. Jason Kenworthy was there. Who knows? I traveled to him a little bit, and he knows Andy well. Yeah. And they were all having uh, beers at the bar, and he came over. He's like, "Oh, it's fuck. It's all. He kind of is like, it's all good. I was fucking pissed, like." Got a lot on my plate, but like, fuck you. Kind of kidding around, but kind of serious. I didn't really know how to play it. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you. You're all good, but fuck you, kid. And I was just like, (laughs) all right. Like, kind of awkward. Didn't really know how to communicate. Are we good? Are we bad? Are we good? (laughs) But uh, so the contest went on hold. It sucked. There's like nothing to do there. I had at some point had to drive to madrid to deal with my passport that got stolen oh. which is like a far drive to stay the night make sure they weren't going to run the contest so i came back and i'm like dude i got slater in my next year <laughs> and there was nothing going on i'm like i got That's another something i got
1: can i get can, can i go buy him like a bottle of wine that might no he's, so i came of the idea i'm like, i'm out. gonna
2: bick my head bald and maybe i could like mentally mess it up. So I shaved my head bald and I'd never done that. I actually have like a super messed up head. I'm Wait, like, you
0: actually shaved your head to try to psych Slater out? I here, shaved did?
2: it totally bald, like <laughs> with
0: a razor. Because I'm like... This well, is a true story? This is a true story. <laughs> and who gave you that idea? You just came and up we, with We yourself? had like
2: five days to kill. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe I was Slater. Like it was man on man too. Oh shit. So I'm like, dude... What if I, like, beat my head and try to, like, mess with them or something? And someone's like, yeah, that'd be sick. So I did it. <laughs> and I have, like, super, I have, like, cr- like the, you seen the guys that have, like, the wrinkles in their head? Yeah. Remember when I was getting it done, the guy's like, dude, did you get in a car accident or something? I'm like, no. He's like, what's the matter with your head? So I have this super messed up head. I had it shaved bald. <laughs> Finally, they call on the condos at Bacchio, which is, like, a beach, like, 20 minutes around the corner.
1: Oh, my From God. From Mandaka. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, like, rainy. It Their was backup spot.
2: horrendous. It was, like, onshore, rainy, just crap. And I was in the car. It was freezing. I run down to grab my jersey. They give me my jersey. And, it like, you know, France, the, like, low tide, the freaking ocean's, like, a mile out. Yeah. So I get the jersey. I run down. I go all the way to the contest edge. And on the loudspeaker, they're like, uh, Nate Yeomans, uh, Please return to the scaffolding. You uh, are one heat early. Dean Morrison needs his jersey. Please come back now. (laughs) I was like, no fucking way. Oh, my God. So I had to go all the way back. Dean Morrison's, like, pacing, (laughs) waiting for the jersey. I checked in too early, but they gave me my jersey. So to stand there, like, in the pouring rain while their heat went, and then I went out with Slater, and he, like... It was horrible, and he like obliterated me. I think he had like a seven and eight and a nine. I had like two fours. I was combo the whole
1: heat. Uh, I
2: lost. Great. I'll give you a good yeah, effort. I tried. It didn't. It didn't work. So but then I went home went, and I got reprimanded from Billabong.
0: Wait, you went through all that trouble of shaving your head and thinking you would psych him out, and you over froth and went. Checked in a heat early. (laughs) Like I said, I was a wild card, so it was like all the CT
2: was there. It was only the second round. And so the freaking wild card kid checks in too early, takes his jersey. It's not even his. Dean Morrison's, like, waiting for me to get back to the the contest area. And then I tried to surf this left that sucked, and Slater surfed this little right, but he was just, like, S-turning through the flats, like, throwing fins, snapping, like, just surfing Slater, just insane. What year was this? Uh, 2002, I believe. Okay. Which is the year that Andy and Slater f- surfed in the final. And S- Andy beat Slater for like the sickest contest winning ever. Like remember when he, they had to surf off in the final? That was that year. So in, that, and it at worked Madoka. out. No, no, at Pipe. Oh, Pipe. Okay. Like as fast as Oh, forward, that year. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of the year. But when I went to Hawaii, I was like, I've been going to Hawaii not that long, but since, you know, I was a Grom. I was probably 20, but I was, like, on eggshells. Like, I'm like, dude, are these guys really going to be, like, looking for me? Like, that was when the Wolfpack was in, like, its probably Oh, yeah. Dude, and were... I was, like, the kid that knocked Andy out of at that point. I think Slater, Slater won Mundaka. But, like I said, Andy ended up coming back and beating Slater in the final at Pipe. So I think it was like water and that's
0: bridge. Is that <laughs> the first championship for Andy no. that year?
1: No. Remember, Kelly kind of came out You might have to fact check me. Because 2002,
0: that's pretty early. That's 2003? Because, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out when Andy won his first. Because he won in, we'll have to look. But that had to yeah, be should look. That had to be because Kelly couldn't beat him. Right, like when he first came back. I think this was the Kelly second was, year he won it. Kelly was that second year. Okay, I believe so. Remember, Kelly quit or retired for a little bit, and then when he came back on, Andy had Andy won that
1: year, and then beat him two like it was three years in a row. Three that, years in a row. Andy yeah. Had? I don't know. I just remember Kelly was on retirement and yeah. Ke- and Andy was on fire, and that's okay. what brought him out of retirement. Yeah. He's like, I got to freaking yeah. try to put this guy in check, like everybody else, and that's when he ran into, oh shit, like yeah. this is a real deal. This guy's freaking. So you got so my mentioned number.
0: you mentioned you came back and got reprimanded by Billabong. What, what was yeah, that? they
2: called me into the office. I went in. I thought I was getting like I was all stoked. Like that was a huge, huge deal. Like on the global scale, you know, to be in a CT and beat Andy uh, in Mundaka at an event they gave me the wild card in, like, I thought it was a huge accomplishment, and so Graham Stableberg called me into his office, and he's pretty quiet, and he's pretty quiet, I don't know, a man of few words, I guess you could say, from my interaction, and they call me in the office, and he's like, "Yeah, Nate, you gotta sit down, we gotta talk to you, I'm like, oh, what's up, Graham, he's like, that plan of you and the wild card didn't go so well. Like Andy's our number one guy and you knocking him out wasn't what we had like in the cards. He's pissed, we're pissed. We need Andy to win the world title and what you did like isn't helping his cause. And I'm like, dude, now I'm getting like double ended. Already Andy beats me. <laughs> now my sponsor is like reprimanding me. Yeah. I was like, well, what'd you want me to do? Just sit in the channel and watch high five as they go by? Like, I thought it was a good heat. I beat, he gave me the wild card for my success so far. And I beat Andy in pretty marginal conditions. And like, I, I'm thinking the other way. I got my trajectories going up. And like, they were not stoked. What a
0: trip, right? Yeah,
2: and like, like I said, I was I was like probably I think I was twenty, so I don't know. I was pretty mellow mannered. Like I'd like to compete, but I was just I, I think I'm more just listened. I was just like baffled. Like, yeah. I did you're not last... see the conversation going that way.
1: That's has gotta be hard to digest too, because you're like thinking you're here to get kind of props. Like, hey, man, good job. We thought you know, like to to. To say, like, what, are you supposed to just roll over in the heat for Andy? Yeah, I did not really like,
2: know. I mean, I get, I get where they're coming from, but to, like, bring it down on me is like, well, what? Okay.
0: Yeah. It would have been classier on voice
2: their you part. you for my they contest bonus?
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that's such a insult to injury, right? Like, because not yeah, only- I, don't, I don't know what they were
2: hoping to come of that. I guess they were just... I was a sounding board for their frustration. I don't yeah. know. Well, There's
0: I hope no they listen to this episode, because... Now we can talk shit on them because of it. Because you think about, like, you're, you're being 20 years old. It's not your fault that Andy partied the night before. And that's probably the main reason why he lost that heat. Yeah. Right? And then they gave you that wild card, right? Yeah. You made it out of that heat on on your merit, right? Yeah. And you got fucking all your shit ripped off. Yeah. And
2: then, you know, that was the other. They're like, yeah, because I was trying to get stickers for my board, but the contest, like I said, was like the next day. Yeah, so I surfed a heat. Maybe I had a sticker on the top of my board, but I remember I definitely didn't on the bottom because the shot I had, the like headline, was like a water shot. of Me turning with no sticker on my board, like
0: (laughs) wild card world champ or number one in the world. I was like, damn it. So wait, did that was that a headline somewhere? Yeah, because that was the first,
2: it was the first day, you know? And the number one guy was Andy, and he yeah. lost in the first, you lost. And the funny part so I don't think people remember, but I got second. I didn't even win the Heat. No, stickers, Bill McDonald
0: won PGN, the Heat.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're yeah, out.
0: I, I Now I understand why they were pissed off, but still, I mean, that's like water in the bridge. There's no need to like reprimand you for it. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, it so, was interesting. Yeah. To say
2: the least. It was a <laughs> uh, character building experience. <clears throat> yeah in retrospect so how did that meeting end did, did they just say hey if you're gonna I get walked out really awkward but I ended up writing for him for a number of years I think I wrote for him until I was 24 so I guess like I said I know Andy won the world title that year so it all worked out yeah <laughs> so maybe they just yeah like if you get if you go up time, against Andy
0: again don't do what you
2: did I, I limited my interaction because like I said Andy was like a hero figure It was yeah. like Wardo Corey Andy and Bruce were like my heroes at the time yeah so I was devoed but I later on I got to know him and like yeah and then you hear his story and we were totally cool and I get it I think it's more funny like I tell the groms now I'm like dude and I think I was on the loud ladder end of it all but I was like dude back then it was like some real repercussion yeah and it wasn't physical but even just just being sounded like that, but like uh, the guy is like so bummed.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, that was, I mean, that's how Sonny rolled. That's how a lot of Hawaiians, you know, that yeah. like you, you win, you know, you beat them and you're just like, fuck, but you're like, that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But you know, like it's competitive like, fire. Yeah. You and then
2: it's like, as I got older, like there's definitely an advantage to being feared. Like, those guys, yeah. if you're competing, especially man-on-man, man, like, do you really want to back-paddle Andy or Sonny? Like, do you want to deal with that? I don't know. It's up to you. No, you
1: want
0: to win I, on, like... I would
1: rather not. Yeah. No back-paddling. And it is,
0: you know, you're fighting for not just winning a contest, but it's your career. And your career, almost all sports careers are, are short. So i you know, you're not thinking about that. But back then, I wasn't thinking that, but looking back, looking back sure. though, like when you think about it, your pro career is ten years max, maybe, yeah, if that, unless you're, you that's know, a good career, unless you're an alien like Kelly Slater, yeah, but there's not very many people that have lasted that long,
3: yeah,
2: right, and the opportunities are pretty limited, especially big ones, you know, mm-hmm. those are those are clutch stuff like that.
0: Well, what a great interaction with.
1: The big wigs,
0: yeah, and the big wigs, yeah, (laughs) big leagues right
1: there, man. Man on man, and going against world champions like your your first wild card in an event. You got the two best surfers, pretty much on tour. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. So
0: um, backtrack a little bit. Now, after after amateur surfing, you turned pro. Like before that, though, were you you were saying like you know trying to get into videos. Uh, you're, Were you getting in the lost videos? Not lost.
2: On? I had a section in one of them, but I think that was a little later on. I got a couple waves from Puerto Escondido.
0: And that wasn't much because
2: we went with that crew I I went to Puerto Escondido and I graduated for like five weeks uh, down to Puerto. And I got two or three waves from that trip in the uh in the whatever the next loss video i got three
1: thousand closeouts and i made three waves porto's so sick no i'm just kidding (laughs) that was like the spot it was we go down there quite a bit but yeah no i mean to get any good you know any waves in a video and you know they got to be there's a lot of competition like most of them are yeah you're gonna remember
2: brian Meehan? he used to have a progression Progression, videos those were like there the the magazines were huge and I started getting like spreads in the mag via flame and started getting some ads and audio started doing ads. and started getting some Billabong ads and it was all like snowballing in the right direction.
0: Now, did but, you have coaches or managers or?
2: No, not till later. Joey Buran was a team manager at Billabong and they would do like team workouts. Joey Buran a little was bit.
0: the team manager at Billabong? Or he was the
2: like coach for yeah. Billabong. Before it was really a I don't know what his title would have been. He kind wasn't more a, of a team coach. manager, but he was yeah. a coach. They'd run like
1: team workouts.
0: Workouts. What a trip! That was about the extent of coaching. Sidebar: Joey Baran lives in Huntington across the street from his. his I haven't mom. seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. just they are yeah. doing a sample sale last weekend, and freaking, I look up and I. It's so funny because we used to live in that house and. The house looked familiar to me because you know how Joey dances in his videos. My and his... dad was just showing me recently that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so I, like I'm chuckling. looking across the street and I go, wow, that 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 garage looks familiar, you know, like in the back of my mind. And I'm talking to my other friend and then all of a sudden this guy walks out of the house and I look over and I'm like, no way, it all clicked. I go, that's Joey Buran's house. And I walked over and I'm like, Joey, California kid. Yeah, You know, I'm like, Blah, 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 blah. So, we're going to have him on the show Rad. pretty soon. I'm sure he's got some. Yeah. Stuff what a for small him. world.
2: Yeah. Uh, Ian, Ian Carnes coached me. Kanga. That's when I finally, like, I did the QS for a long time. It was pretty lackluster. And he started coaching guys, and they all started getting results. So, I hired him, which was like insanely expensive. But the results, I went from coaching, I did like a five day seminar with him, and I went to the maldives and then right afterwards was south africa and i made quarters in maldives quarters in south africa and i went from like 120th to like 20th or something because they were like the big star events yeah it was the primes back then so but that was years later i did the qs for a long time trying to get on the ct yeah this was probably four years later is finally when i ha- when i and kanga was like made a world of difference as far as competing and mindset and yeah having a plan and being aggressive and like just go 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 like yeah, move the lineup, catch waves, don't sit, like push harder, do bigger turns like this whole game plan just clicked with me, and like I said, you needed from him. I think it cost me like I think he was like it was expensive, dude, especially back then I want to say it was either five hundred or a thousand bucks a day, and it was like a three hour session in the morning, and I booked five in a row. Yeah, I think it was 500 It was 2500 bucks. I was like, geez Louise. And he so had he, me paired up with like two other people. Like I was doing the math. Like, dude, this guy's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but it it helped me tremendously and the proof was in the pudding because yeah. I went the next two the next two events back to back made the quarters so went from like no man's land to like in contention to qualify.
0: So did did he bring out things that you never thought
2: about and in- yeah, just the intensity, the structure, managing the variables that there, that are there that are going to be there no matter what, but at least having them work in your favor and having like a plan to move around the lineup and how to stay busy. And yeah, he brought like his seminar was insane is is it's so career changing
1: because you know you got natural ability you rip anything but it's yeah there's so many like factors that go into a contest like
2: i was super hot or cold like what it's like twos or like eights like if you don't
1: catch a a six in the first five minutes okay now 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 go get a four and go back out if somebody catches wave, you know the pressure of who catches a wave when and there's a lot of like yeah dynamics out the lineup yeah
2: taking the time to see where the best waves are coming well, you plan. could have used a session or two with for sure tango was insane <laughs> yeah and <laughs> yeah. the guy's intense too which i liked did some I, people didn't take to i'm like dude this is rad dude i, did mean, I
1: had debaugh or galley or Rapol. i had a bunch of good guys in my i didn't just go out on a whim they're like okay Laura, you're gonna go sit over here and this is where the waves are coming i go not one wave comes in i'm like i went and you guys told me where to go and i was on those waves. Wh- were you know. paying these guys though that's probably why <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at the draw. They're like, fuck, if Lar makes like four, he's going to go up against there. them. But yeah. it's kind of
0: crazy, you know, when you think about it, like, because, you know, people talk about coaches and, you know, is it worth it? Is it going to help? Right. Yeah. Like if it's a trip because we, we've met and interviewed a bunch of different coaches and they all have different mm-hmm. kind of styles or. Or strategies, or you know philosophies. Yeah, but it's so interesting. Like it does make a difference, especially if you psychologically believe in it. Totally. Right. Like
2: he, that's the that's the big one between our heads. Right.
0: It's the big one, and it. But it's it also it's, it's so weird that it takes somebody else to tell you. Yeah. What you already know sometimes. Yeah, right? and I think through those
2: taking that information or what he's taught you and then applying it and then seeing results, you start believing. Yeah. Cause so it was always just kind of a dream that was, seemed attainable, but I didn't really maybe believe it. Yeah. It was more like, I'm just going through the motion. This is what you do. You're a pro. You do the QS, you shoot photos and going through the motion. Yeah. But that's the formula.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, going, looking at today's world with, you know, with, christian signs and is it matt myers yeah
1: yeah
0: like him and and galley like these guys and micro like they're they're you know coaching some some future stars and and you're just like wow like why is that guy or how come this guy's doing better oh shit he started working with so-and-so and and yeah yeah like levi slaussen right now didn't he just win
2: yeah he won yep He's been ripping. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that rips, and they're just like, contests just don't work for him. Yeah. But this is, so this would have been, I, th- I qualif- the year I qualified was 2009. So I think 2002 or three is when I got the Mundaka wild cards. We're talking like years yeah. on the QS. And, yeah, a lot of time had gone by. had like some results domestically. But on the big events, there were, I don't know, few and far in between, if that.
0: So, you were you put some time in
3: yeah
2: years i remember like one year in europe i think remember back then you do like i'd do like 14 to 18 events in a year At so least. you're traveling you're going all these places you're whatever car gets broken into your boards get stolen you get you miss your flight you get food poisoning like there's all these variables the waves suck you're it's like traveling with someone that sucks like Plus all the money that you're yeah spending. the money yeah so
0: did you have good you so, had Billabong that whole time? Uh,
2: I signed with Rusty. Danny Nichols. Hook called me up kind of out of the blue and said like, "Hey, what's up with Billabong?" And I'm like, "My contract's coming up soon." And he's like, "I'm working with Rusty, and they're putting a program together. Would you be interested?" So I started serving for Man Rusty. Manchild called you? Yeah, it's crazy. So I started serving for Rusty uh, probably, I think it was 24. And that was a big contract. Like I had an agent, Cersei Wallace. She together. Like she had an insane job. It was crazy looking back because I had like all these different incentives and photo incentive. I had photo incentive package. If I got X amount of photos in a year, I got a bonus. If I made the exposure meter, I got a bonus. I had video bonuses. I had contest bonuses. I had end of the year ranking bonuses. I had like all this like opportunity in this contract, uh, that she like killed it for or with, but before Uh, that you didn't have a agent at all. No, no. Lostness started. Well, lostness is really close friend and, uh, he, she represented him and I was talking to him about it and she had done really well for him. And so I met with her and she started helping me out. Um,
0: to so the end of Billabong. <clears throat> so during those years of struggling on the QS, what made you valuable to sponsors? Oh, you remember, like regional guys were just big. Yeah,
2: like that was your that was like I that had was the your, Killer Dana package who was or sponsorship who was doing really well at the time. Remember they're like the the board short superstore when
0: like the internet yeah. was first happening. Yeah. So there was that, there was. Because Surfline bought Killer Dana, their online store, right? I think so. And and it was called Lounger. Why that? Blue Lounge or something like that. I don't know what happened there.
2: Yeah. At some point, but at one point, they were rocking. Mm -hmm. I was getting photos, which is a big thing, I was getting advertisement, which was a big thing. The Billabong thing did good. Like I said, I started winning some contests, like, on the lower level. And then the Rusty thing came about, and then they started running, like, full. Like, I remember they did this one camp. Remember they did the campaign that, like, six pages in a row of all Rusty? Yeah, yeah. They did one of them. It was all me. It was, like, six pages in a row, like... That was a battle of the marketing (laughs) dollars back then. A photo shot, a board shot, a like action photo. It was like, and then I remember Solomon wetsuits. Yeah, I wrote for Solomon wetsuits. They were doing ads with. um,
0: So this is after Billabong.
2: Yeah, this was when Rusty happened. Still writing for Audio, they were killing it uh i was writing for oakley i wasn't getting advertised but they were like you know powerhouse in the surf industry so yeah. the collective thing between me getting photos and it was
1: prestigious on some of those brands like oakley or like they it's one of those brands that's like iconic but it wasn't easy to get on you didn't yeah. make a ton of money but it yep. was like really good because lar is maybe what
0: five years before at least right yeah that, and you at were least, making wait. pretty good money as a pro free surfer, right? Yeah. And you were a contest surfer, but you're also kind of. I was getting like photos in the mag, which was the main
3: one.
2: Yeah, that was a big deal. That
0: kept you relevant. And, yeah, I had a good
2: relationship with Flame. Yeah, and he, collectively, yeah, collectively, like I said, I mean, Killer Dana was paying me like at one point it was more than that, but it was like five hundred bucks here, a thousand bucks there, another thousand bucks there, two grand here. 500 there and collectively you're like cool yeah. five grand a month that
1: surf scene from like 2000 to 2008 or nine yeah. you know was those like. were the glory years every of year I, dude, surfing.
2: Yeah. I was talking to desi this was you know obviously before he passed away but this was a couple years ago and i was like dude audio was the best he's like every year we'd hit our sales number and come like november we would have like 250 grand surplus in our marketing budget that we had to spend before december 31st so we used to do these like audio paintball tournaments against the skate team we'd all get our own gear and guns and in and out would cater And we'd go to like we went to like tahiti went to france like all these places like dude money was just like i almost
0: in. remember unbelievable desi talking about that yeah 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 how, how and good it was and
1: yeah there was i mean you hear about brands like nixon they would have like these extravagant like sales yeah. meetings all over and yeah you could do no wrong like business i mean the you Know obviously the certain brands were excelling over others, but it was just heyday, yeah. And and marketing, the probably, thi- all the mags were so thick, and
2: I was pretty mid tier, I would say, maybe at best, but Dude. even mid tier was but like top a living
0: top tier as far as regional, mid tier yeah. as
2: far as like, yeah, overall, yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, qualified in 2009. How, how I won did you? Those... Qual-
0: Do you remember how you qualified? You did. Oh hell yeah, <laughs>
2: let's hear it. I won the Newport contest three years in a row, when it was a one star and Oakley sponsored it one year. So that was like 2007, eight, and nine. Um, I won. Remember they did that like Macy's trifecta thing. Yeah, I won that in there somewhere, which is pretty rad. I won it up in Santa Cruz and Nathaniel Curran like had the score he had to like get second in the final and he fell on a wave at the end of the heat that was like for sure the score and he got third i think and so he didn't get second or first i won that trifecta which was like 10 grand the following year they won a car but i didn't win a car uh but i started working with kanga that was probably 2008 and i finished the year like actually with a shot to qualify going into hawaii um but i started the next year at like I don't know, I'll say 25th or somewhere between like 18th and 25th on the ranking. So I had like a top seed and i had started winning some stuff. Um, that year was, in, I made the semis at lowers. i be, I remember beating Machado. I want to say in the quarters, which was like another guy, obviously like iconic. Yeah. 2009. He was like in his prime. He's like a goofy <laughs> God, like God, uh, I did. Hard to beat Machado at it, it lower. Yeah, I remember the Nike six point oh? Remember Nike yeah. was, had their thing going. I mean, they had they bought or they leased a hotel in San Clemente and renovated the whole thing, leasing it. Like like I said, money was just like opportunity was just like plentiful. Yeah. Uh, You're not I won the Conus again at Newport, which was only a one star, but the one that did it was when I won Santa Cruz, which was a six star prime i won that event which was right before hawaii at the end of 2009 and i went from like some mid-tier spot like 35th to i think sixth or seventh in the rankings that was insane because my parents were up there i had just let's see when was that i had just got married i went up there won the event Sean, my parents went up. We rented a house. They stayed with me. It was like, and just such an insane moment because Sean Thompson was up there with the O'Neill connection. Sean Thompson was my dad's favorite surfer as a kid. I win the contest. Sean Thompson's like on the stage giving me the trophy. I remember looking at my dad, he's like tears running down his eyes. Like, <laughs> I didn't really know the full extent until afterwards. I yeah. was just like, I was just like in dream world. But I won the contest. I said i jumped way up in the rankings there was back then there was an event in the canaries at the same time like there was a euro leg and the canaries one was the last event so the gudangs who i traveled with a lot in those years the Godalskis brothers and austin aware they were the gudangs were the canary event and when santa cruz was going on i won santa cruz went to like top 10 and then i went to hawaii and i made the quarters in Holiva, and after that they emailed me like saying you qualified and then pat qualified tanner qualified and then greg won the eddie A. cow and i qualified so it's like the this san, san Clemente. Clemente was like yeah. Yeah, it was funny because watching all those guys this year i was the getting like, like... But i was getting like flashbacks like dude that, is, that was such a rad time and like to see them now find the success I was yeah just, like, yeah enjoy
0: it yeah right. it goes
1: quick good for sure you milk it yeah, th- I mean, y- there's a lot of good star events. Like, there was money, like I said, in yeah. those. What was the top QS? Was it 12? 20 grand. No, no, no. Like, was... uh, pl- pl- uh, players that came from the prime into the uh, CT. Was it 12 that or 16? Year it was
2: 15. 15? I think it was the last year they did 15. Yeah. Because the year I made it is the year they did the mid-year cut for the first time. And I got axed.
0: Wait, they did the mid-year cut. The the year you qualified, my yeah, my rookie year. Oh, fuck. It was brutal! How many <laughs> events did you get,
2: sir? Three or six? S- five or six? It was Snapper, Bells, Brazil, J Bay, So five. Dude,
0: yeah, but they were like it was dude, it was it was, ones, it was yeah. fucked.
2: It was like the they knew it was happening, so the they were like the scoring was evident they were like pushing the top tier guys Uh i ended up finishing eighth on the qs so it was the top 15 so i was kind of in the middle but like any of the top ranking guys like i remember a snapper like i had a really good heat against kai otten and the man-on-man and like i everyone's like dude you should have won that heat no Mm -hmm. worries and i think i lost by like quite a bit because kai they were like juicing the top seed guys Mm -hmm. to keep them on for the cut and i think of all the rookies only like of 15 of them I think only a couple made the cut like everyone like that's so crazy you can do no right it was impossible to try to make it I know Pat made it and Simpo made it that might have been it Simpo qualified that year too
0: his first time I think
2: maybe it was the year before he was definitely on tour yeah uh but yeah then I got freaking then I fell off the mid-year cut which was even more salt in the wounds because it was it was Chopu which is, I don't know if you want to go into it, but I I had, like, the sickest wave against ace bucket, and I was coming out of the barrel, and I, like, made, like, four sections, and I, like, so large, like, go to claim it, and the thing accidentally (laughs) and I fall, (laughs) and I lose the heat. It was, like, a 10. Slater's like, he probably would have had it. That was a 10. Oh, no! I lost the heat, and I had to make that heat to make the cut, and I got...
1: Yeah, lipped in the head. Lipped in the head. (laughs) You'll never see me
2: arch in a barrel again. I'll just keep it high and tight. But you so I got asked, gotten
0: a 10 but you showboated and got Like right at the end. Humbled. And
2: I think I went a little low <laughs> in my soul arch plan. And I like hit me and I fell back and like my board shot out. And that was the dagger. That was, that, that was it. Well, was I mean,
1: it. that way, you know, towards the end it does some weird bends and like it's not easy. It was earlier in the heat too. And it ended
2: up being a good heat. I think I had like he had like a high seven. I had think I had like a low eight and a high six, and he had like two high sevens. He just like barely beat me. Oh. Because it was the, well, the waves th- good too? third round. I mean. It was like six foot and perfect. Yeah, it was like, it was insane. It was late afternoons. It was all golden. Like, it was so sick. Like, good chopo. It was not, it was good, and memory but at the time it was like devastating. I, I, I literally cried on the boat ride back to the place. Oh, I man. Like, so devoed.
1: and you
0: were riding for Rusty at the time, still Rusty, okay. yeah. Because like you know, going back and talking about not making it on tour, your your goal in your professional career is to make it onto the CT, yeah, right. And you go through all those fucking, and it was years. like
2: six years on the QS, yeah, which, six years which on is the QS full time. Which I had multiple moments of like quitting, like dude. I'm, I remember in Europe. Gonna say it was like six events in a row, and I lost first round every event all six weeks from like England to France to Portugal to Spain. First round the entire time, I was like, F this dude. I called my dad at home, and he was like, Well, just come home and we'll sort it out. But I remember, like, I'm done, done. So annoying, yeah. and this is probably like year four, so I persevered another two years and then qualified
0: because yeah. you know, when, when we, we talk about this a lot, it's like. Professional sports, right? When you're a professional athlete, there's thousands upon thousands of professional athletes. trying out for the same goal. And and, and surfing, like, you know, basketball, football, whatever, those are teams and there's only a certain amount of people on each team. And surfing is individual. Tennis is individual. Golf is individual. But if you look at the, the playing field of surfers that, are on the world stage, right? Yeah, it's a very small amount,
1: and every sport, it's a very small amount. It,
0: it's every sport, but surfing in general is even smaller, right? Yeah. And globally, and there's X yeah. amount of spots. And, and when 32. you think about like talent, right? Yeah, talent can only get you so far. Yeah, it's like mentally and just physically. Or you got
2: to be super freak.
0: You 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 have to be a but then sometimes you don't have to be a super freak. You just have to have the right mindset.
2: Yeah. Right? And there's like, always those guys. I mean, like Shea Lopez or great, but that guy was like competitive wizard. Or wizard. Otten. Or, yeah. Or, there's a lot of them. Uh, B. Derbich. Yeah. Like the guy's a pipe master. I would have never. I mean, he was doing the QS when I was. And I didn't even really know of him back then. It was like yeah, yeah. this rogue guy. It's
0: a trip. Like, what are the combinations to to make it successfully on the world tour. Yeah. And what's that combination that makes you stay on the world yeah. tour? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. it's fucking hard. Or
2: well, Jake surf, Patterson or like, yeah, there's guy, Kieran per- Perrault, like, yeah. there's guys way more talented. Yeah. And they're like savages in the heat. It's, yeah. And
1: just so smart and, and like, and not they're all up, coaches. Not to pick on yeah. Larson, but we love to pick on
0: Larson. Pick late up. night. Like, what? look at the talent that this guy possesses. <laughs> yeah. But he never... You know, yeah, but did you enjoy competing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just say no, this is an out, or did you? Did no, you? I,
1: did, I, I did, I liked competing for sure. But what was frustrating was in the 90s, there was only a handful, there was no primes, there was a five, five stars, it was yeah. one through five, yeah. And the five stars were in the shittiest spots on the planet mm. Recife or somewhere, you know, freaking. Hako Beach or some, you know, so somewhere not. I mean, junky, junky, yeah, you know. And all the like good waves were maybe one or two stars, yeah, you know. And I would excel in all the good wave spots, and some bad wave spots I would do well, you know. I, I mean, I, I was in Argentina as a four star. I was like, wow, I made quarters in a four star. They had to cancel the event because there, there was there was fucking no waves. They voted everybody like, hey, do you guys want to try to to scrap it out? There's not even enough waves for all you guys to catch waves and there. Everybody goes, ooh, let's just, you know, take split the, you know. There was a couple where Japan, I won a contest, and it wasn't great waves. And, you know, so I had the competitive edge. But when you have t- top eight results, was that kind of was like the yeah. the take your – you can surf as many events you want all year, wherever you want, and we're going to take your top eight. Yeah. So you wanted those. It, it, and it was just frustrating because I couldn't get the results – In those big big events, not because I, you know, talent or anything. It was just like wave quality or something strange happened or whatever. Yeah, I was in Durban, five star. I had half my tail pad fall off my board in the middle of the heat, (laughs) and there wasn't enough time. And I was like, I, you know, like where do I go? I was trying to surf like, you know, with a half a tail pad and stuff. I'm like. How does that happen? Like, you know, Are you how do it
2: long enough. You get, yeah,
1: but, but, you know, two, random things, but two weeks prior course. to that, you know, there's a, there's a two star at Jay Bay and I'll, I'll make the final or quarter semifinal, you know, like there how, was, how long did you
0: <laughs> get it out?
1: I'd say like four years, yeah. you know, like for sure, like put time and effort in for four years. Well,
2: luckily when I was doing it, there was, the industry was thriving. It was yeah. thriving. So I could, I could, cause I think if it was, I feel bad for the kids now, if, my talent was now. I don't think I would get unless I had like financial. My parents pockets, were yeah. able to support me. I don't think I'd have the opportunity for that amount of time to get to where I got. But yeah. if you
1: know, but you if slugged I plugged it up six years
0: on the QS, yeah, that's a freaking it's long. I mean, there was
2: cool stories. I have great memories and yeah. like some classic stuff. But as a whole, is so frustrating. I, I mean, how same many, thing. You yeah. go to like I remember going to Azores one year, and it didn't even fly all the way there, and it was like. They never, I think they ran half a round of women's or something, but they didn't even run the contest or like Santa Cruz or you go yeah. somewhere and your board bag gets lost or there's a lot of things that can really be like bring you down. Yeah. Yeah. But I think and, travel with people, like the two like I said, in Austin, where? and Austin Ware. And traveled
1: and the cost and stuff. I mean, the first yeah. couple of years, you're just stoked to be traveling and going to these, you know, yeah. exotic, some not so, but you're just stoked but, on traveling but you're six sorry you're six you're you. like thinking fuck what am i gonna do here you know like i'm
0: yeah, not cracking not... i'm not cracking the world tour what's gonna happen here yeah then uh, you know you get that you get the contract with rusty you, you hook up with kanga and kanga totally just however he did it puts you in the right lifted mindset. me
2: yeah lifted me competitively way higher yeah and then, like I said, the Gadowskis boys were insane because they were like, you can get really down, especially when you're traveling and it's individual, but to have a good crew that keeps you like, it's, it's for me, it was point. accountable, pushing me like a good mental mindset and Austin wear that was huge because I traveled in the beginning with like an array of people and just, it's hard to stay focused with all the things. That, that and yeah. the place. incentive
1: packages and everything and the opportunity to kind of like, Help push you because you see these goals and these, like, you know, incentive packages. You're like, fuck, okay, that's my goal, but I could really, you know, it's it's all these different angles. Like, traveling, some years making 30, 40, 50K in like prize money, it's all going back to traveling. It was
2: like 40 grand a year, you know? Do the QS. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's. That was with four other guys you're splitting the rent a car if you did it solo would be another 20 grand probably. yeah
1: yeah and
0: the first but what you were saying having the right people to travel with was to huge. help motivate and you know push you forward yeah yeah that's that's
1: crucial and i was traveling you had a good crew i did but i had guys who were like but none of you let's guys just go, let's just go to, to Indo for a month and i'm like i'm on your program like yeah. hey let's go like let's go here let's go do that and i'm like yeah. that sounds more appealing yeah. you know like we'll get some clips we'll get some shots we'll make our money that way yeah right like you weren't gonna. well the sponsors going back to the sponsors there were like you know i talked to them all and i'm like hey i i want to maybe not do all the events maybe select a few is that going to affect and they're like no dude we as long as you're getting all the photos and video we'll pay the, you the same huge we're actually some some sponsors say oh, dude, we'll pay we'll give you like more bonus for for like shots know, and the shots clips. and video yeah yeah so i'm like okay cool, so maybe do a couple of selective events that I want to be at because of, like, if we're going to go film in Australia, especially West Oz, of course I'm going to go do markets, or, you know, there's areas where you're going to do events, yeah. but I'm not flying to, you know, Uruguay anymore, or Brazil, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> like uh, Torquay, kind of or Torquay, England, or, you know, some of these spots that were, you know, kind of had to make, you had to go show up to get those points, you know, if you could. Now I'm like, fuck, let's go surf. Yeah. Somewhere so, good.
0: so, 2009, 2010. I was on the CT.
2: Okay, and that was the year they cut the the midfield down. I think 15 guys or 12 guys or something. Down what was your from best? 45 down to 32, I believe. And what down was your CT. results at
1: that first half of the year? Uh,
2: I made, I lost first round in both Snapper and Bells. Bells I had, Dan, Bells. First round, I had Reynolds and Andy at Bells, and it was, like, barely breaking Bells. And then the second round at both Snapper and Bells at Kai Otten. And you should have beat Kai. Kai Otten won the heated. They moved that around. It wasn't at Bells. They moved it to a beach break somewhere around the corner. But Week-up. at Snapper, I should have beat Kai. And then Brazil, I won the first round heat, so I skipped around. And was I that Florianopolis down there? Or was Ubatuba. it Ubatuba? Ubatuba, yeah. And then J-Bay was firing. I won the first round heat at j And then I lost to Jordy in round three. And then, like I said, so I made...
1: Just one other dude out at these places, by the way, you guys. Two heats.
2: <laughs> I won two first round heats, so I skipped the loser's round. And then Chopu, I beat Jatson in round two, and then I had Buck in in round three, and I already told you that story.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when you finally make the CT, right, and it's the main, it's the grand stage of professional surfing, right? Yep. Was there a different feeling? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Snapper
0: was like huge. Did you guys ever go to that event? So I did. never. I did. It was yeah. freaking
2: scaflings and cameras and helicopters and just like, it was mad. It's all over the news there. Yeah. yeah. I stayed like right on one of the places. It's funny because Jack Robinson was staying right underneath us. which He was like tiny. And I guess he never had sugar at the time. I didn't know that. His dad was super gnarly about his diet. So we were sneaking him, he's like, you come to our room and, like, poach our candy, or my candy, because he was like, dad's <laughs> not around. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was freaky, and he had this long, like, bowl cut. But uh, I was standing right there, center stage of Snapper, and then you walk in, and it's, like, Slater and Taj and Parko and Fanning. And yeah. I was, like, pinching myself. Like, I definitely didn't have the kill. I wasn't like, I'm going to win this fucking contest. I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, a lot of people, and, like, yeah. screw it up. Yeah. grandstands well.
1: and like the whole closet yeah, I mean, room vibe. Everything is you had prop- won and been to
0: different contests around the world. Yeah. And they but all not on that scale. They're all stepping stones to yeah.
2: this. It's like the it's like playing the minor leagues and now you're on the big league field. Yeah. And you're like, oh wow, this is like another eyes, league. the yeah. tension, the freaking But I liked it, but it, it was definitely a learning curve and yeah. being you only got five events with the bunk judging that were already downscoring you. It was, yeah, it was. And then they had this whole this, and I play. I definitely like read into it too much. But they were almost condescending on the rookies, like, "Oh, these guys don't belong here," and like make the tour better with the top tier guys. And so when I lost, I just like, oh, the Bobby Martinez,
1: you know, tennis tour freaking comments. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that was all during that. Like we had a meeting in France where I was like, they had a WSL meeting. And they had all the rookies and they were talking about everything. I remember like Slater was like he was very he was very gung ho for the cut. And I was like, dude, it's fucked. Like you get five events, there are all these new spots, like you should have a year. It's like such a high level of surfing. You shouldn't yeah. be able to evolve. Like most of the stars today wouldn't make the cut if they did it when they were rookies. Like there's a learning curve. You should have like this is this sucks. Yeah. It's horrible. I get what they're doing it, but for the rookies it wasn't really known yeah. and they just applied it. It's and,
0: and the, that's why
2: they abandoned it for all you know they went yeah, back to the regular it was too yeah it was too limited in opportunities on a like such a high level of competition yeah. but
1: then the, the 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 surf spots you know it's sometimes doesn't play to your strengths or certain you know totally i get you know, why they did it but like you you know like it takes like you said and full year to kind of settle in and deal with all of that surrounding going on but yeah. the waves themselves like you know hey there's guys that Rip the bag at beach breaks better than charging big barreling less, or you know, vice versa. Right? Yep. You want to like at least give them opportunity in all conditions versus yeah. just like a handful of waves and then be like, well, maybe the second half would have been the better half to be in. Totally.
2: But it's funny now, being 42, looking back, it's like I was so devastated, and I never really, I think, recovered <laughs> from getting cut. Like a couple years later, I almost requalified, I think twice, and I never did. But. I think for me, like I said, just newly married, and like to find success and be in that lifestyle and be thriving or winning or the whole scene of On The CT, I think think for me personally, if that would have gone that route, I think my personal life would have crumbled because you're gone so much. My wife had a career, she was going to school, she wasn't traveling with me. It's just like to maintain the relationships that matter and live in that world, I don't think I would have done it. I would yeah. have been in a different place, I almost guarantee it.
0: Yeah, things happen for a reason.
2: Looking back, I'm like, wow, it's pretty rad because at the time it was like my whole life fell apart. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're working towards that goal all your life. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, you're and back
0: then. The Dream Tour was like
1: this thing that was it was like a dream tour part of it. Yeah, but it, but like it made it, the, the dream. dream. Yeah, but if you're if you could like rewrite it, you're like, dude you're doing this traveling the world, you'd want to have your wife with you everywhere, but you yeah. can't afford it. She's got her own career. And it's like, you know, you got all these things where it's like, you know, there's some, you know, guys that could afford to bring their whole family and their kids and they're yeah. able you know, to, to afford and, and do it right. But like, it's really tough for those kind of like, you know, younger or guys not making the money. And there's just like a thinking, lot of temptation. Well, that for and sure. And at that
2: age, I was like, dude, I was not, I didn't, I guess I didn't have that, I wouldn't say under control, but if you're around that all the time, yeah, almost guaranteed, but if I would have at that age, something would have happened. Oh, yeah.
1: you're, you're American. Oh, I love your <laughs> And I would have fucked accent. it all up.
2: Yeah. And then now, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, which yeah. I wouldn't change anything about that. But it's funny looking back like, oh, you know what? God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Like that was actually a blessing because look where I'm at now. Yeah. And I and had I gone a different route and I would have been super successful. For sure. It, well, I almost guarantee I'd be in a different place. So Not
1: not as good. Guaranteed. So,
0: <laughs> 2009, didn't make the mid-year cut. Yep. Fell off tour. Yep. Then what happened?
2: Um, I had made the final at the Volcom event in 2011. Hawaii? In Hawaii, at Pipe, which was insane. And the funny part was my contract with Rusty was ending. And they called me right before the event, like it was in February and for some reason we we're still trying to get it like everything negotiated and signed the dotted line and they called me and said hey we're like what we thought was going to happen isn't going to happen so we're like it's not we're not going to move forward into this year and that was like I think I got the actual call during the event at Volcom and then I ended up making the final which to me it was like the highlight of my career, just pipe and all that it means yeah. and the heaviness of the wave and the locals and just all the like, it's such a challenging spot. And that was before Priority. So I had, like, there's four-man heats, no Priority. It was the Volcano event, so I think there's even more Hawaiians. Than oh, like, dude, the draw there
1: is gnarlier than the, than the almost CT, you know, CT because of for sure. all the locals.
2: And that was funny because the semi, I had – Had Bruce for sure in the semi. It was Bruce. I want to say Jamie O'Brien and someone (laughs) else gnarly. This is 2010 or 11, or this is 11. Okay. So 2010, I don't even remember that. That Was the freaking dark days. I just demoed over not making the CT, and I, I mean, I did all right in some contests, but nothing of brings up any memories. But made the final at Volcom. The semi. No priority. Bruce is in second. The heat's running down. I needed like a high five. They were kind of sitting a little further out. And I was sitting inside on the ledge just to create some different just some space. And there was like a minute left and it was pretty good pretty good pipe. And the like smaller wave came in that doubled up that those guys didn't go. And I like knifed it. Just kinda of airdropped barely got under it and freaking didn't so large stayed as tight as I could <laughs> and came out into the channel I was like dude that's gotta be the score like that's a 6 for sure and I literally come in I'm on the sand and they're like oh waiting on the score last score for I don't know what it was white Nate Yeoman's a 6.2 you go to second place you make the finals like fuck yeah wow. and I just same thing I hightailed it because that was 2011 same thing go Bruce hide I don't want to get in a freaking Volcom Volcom House condo scaffolding like this freaking white guy and i was like late. i like like floated up the beach and out of there and skedaddled out and that for sure was the year that jamie it was jamie o'brien john john me and kai barger and that was the year that john john came back and beat jamie in like the last like five seconds in the final oh. i got fourth i got absolutely jamie it was gnarly I yeah got, I had
0: no at, the, hope. at that point you're like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> with, there was, that, uh, with that lineup there was JB, John John, Kai Berger, and you. Yeah. Wow. And there was a That's was, a fucking stacked
2: Yeah. It was insane. Stacked. And it was it wasn't big pipe, it was like six to eight foot, but pretty damn good. Yeah. Got like better through the day. There's a point I was sitting right next to John sets coming in john went on the first wave and you know when you like come over a wave and i'm like holy fuck! there's like a bigger wave that's better and i was just like oh my god i i thought i was by myself because jamie had caught in a wave so i'm paddling out like i come over the wave john goes it's a perfect wave but i'm not even paying attention i'm like oh my god look at this wave and i'm like paddling out to get out to it like not knowing it that well and I go to turn around like a pal and I turn around and I don't even know where he came from to this day. <laughs> Jamie O'Brien, like long arm from out of nowhere, like <laughs> underneath me. And I turned around and he's like, cause I talked to him out. He's like, yeah, I knew you paddled off the ledge. And I was just like, oh my God, I can just get, if I can get to him and get underneath him, I can block him. <laughs> So I turn around and I didn't even know he was by me. Jamie's like right there. And he's turn and I like turn, I'm like, what the hell? And he just starts and then I like kick super gnarly. He starts kicking. And I'm like, oh I'm like on him. And I have this split second like decision. Like, do I just go on his back over the falls? <laughs> no. Or do I just Was like, he on the inside or he was just under me. Okay. Like I was paddling out. And he was in the channel, and somehow he sprint paddled over. And he, like, I was just here, and he somehow wedged. So when I turned around, he was like, I was like on his back. Like, so oh! he, he
1: came from
2: the-, the channel. He caught a wave the left, and he somehow got, I don't know where he was in it. He got a wave. I thought he was nowhere near me, like I said. I wasn't even paying it's attention. It's a pretty quick paddle, out yeah. though. And right? I turned around, and he was there, just like kicking, like, oh! And I just was like, <laughs> what? I was like,
3: stunned <laughs> deer. So and both I pulled back
2: and he freaking drops in, he got like a nine point nine, I think. I was just like, What the fuck? Wow. And Kai bar's like, bro, what happened? And I was like, dude, where did he come from? I had no idea. And then that was the like Turning I didn't point. really get a wave. I got like a closeout, but that, rattled that wave you. rattled me. And then at the end, it was funny, Jamie was shaking John's hand, or John was shaking Jamie's hand like a minute left. And that's when John sprint-paneled over to, like, Ains. Or no, over to, like, the channel and caught that rogue wave and beat Jamie. And, like, I think the heat ended. I think it was, like, ten seconds left or something.
1: Good job, bro. You won. Oh, wait. Look at this little one. Later. He, he, Kelly Slater. But I was play. out
2: there. I wasn't a part of it besides <laughs> Jamie manhandling me. But, just, but I was in
1: the final. But yeah. just, to, like, as Huge. many heats you had to go through with just four dudes out there is just, like, I mean, there's waves where you're like, I just want to make this heat, not for the points, not for the money, just to sit out here and catch more waves. Yeah.
2: Uh, That's my highlight of my career, in my mind. Yeah. It's just to make pipe and being a kid from San Clemente that, you know, serving Riviera and pipe is like this, just, you're in awe of the place. And then to make the final in that environment and that structure, I was just like, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when when we talk about,
0: when we talk to people about, their progression into like you know bigger waves and Hawaii is the epicenter of you know big wave surfing contest big wave surfing yeah and to think how gnarly pipe is, you know, we didn't even talk about how how you acclimated or or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you you went to Hawaii every winter. Yeah. But you know, we not everybody knows, but like you got to put in your time for sure, like to earn your just like trying to earn your and spot. On, the Wild West, at lowers or, or wherever else, yeah, that
2: was, place is even more. To that point, there was like, like I said, the Bolcom House and the Wolf Pack, and I mean that was like that scene was huge.
1: Yeah, you're not getting no. any good yeah. waves. For I the wasn't most even part. on the pecking yeah. order. I was no. like somewhere
2: down over here. That wasn't even in that. <clears throat> In that like crew, or oh, yeah, like I said, and, and there be there be days
1: you think you're killing, it, like okay, I'm gonna paddle out at dark, like and at least maybe I could get a couple, and you paddle out, and there's fucking forty dudes out, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, you guys are all trying to do the same. And know? I knew a lot of the guys, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't like,
0: yeah, so
2: that was insane.
0: Yeah, it's not like you can train there, you know, like like a regular sport. You can't train at these yeah. places like a regular sport. You know what I mean
1: no like you pretty much you sit out there in battle and hopefully get a couple of closeouts and then you know maybe get lucky but going through the years
2: i started yeah. like recognizing kind of where to sit and this is the waves that i kind of like to catch and not that i was getting um, but you kind of start yeah. Yeah. piecing it together so yeah. then when you have even though there's no priority four guys is way better than 400 yeah. so i kind of like okay i'm gonna sit here and i like this type of wave and it just like things just started yeah just making heats and
0: making heats and what's gnarly is like you know like what you're we just talking about like with with moto or skating or snowboarding like you can go and practice at spots right yeah but at a place like pipe because of uh the
1: pecking order and the, the hundred
0: local other people that are trying to do what you're doing like the only time you really get Comfortable is in a heat, yeah. Because there's, you know, only three other guys out, which, you know, like that's not enough time. To it's kind of like you, you watch hearing all the girls talk, like they're not getting any waves,
2: yeah, going on. They all say like, oh, I don't didn't get anything, but then you get out there and you're like, I think at least being out there, you have context of the lineup and kind of what it looks like when it's coming yeah. in and feel hopefully somewhat. Uh, comfortable when the, like a big set comes and it's your turn up dude that's super yeah like, like it's the, rad but it's like a blessing and a curse
1: yeah it's, I gotta send it or I'm gonna get clowned and well, never get th- shamed
0: when you really
1: think about it like pipeline or, or any
0: heavy spot Chopu like there's it's you can't like
1: master the place
0: unless you're from there
1: you know what I mean like yeah but there's a lot of guys that just are great wave, knowledge. you know, guys that yeah. never surf it a lot. Like, you don't see Medina surfing out there, like, ever, except in the contest, maybe a few surfers. Yeah, or Chopu. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, but he's like, they're a just freak so, of, freak. But they, that, <laughs> but, of course, but they, they're they going to send it. They know positioning. They, they've studied the wave. They know they probably watch a ton of foot, you know, like, they just know it's sitting on the beach or being, like, there's just guys that yeah. just know. But and girls. And but there's other people
0: like Balaram. Who, you know, that he's there every winter and spends months on end trying to master the place. Yeah, and you know, sometimes every once in a great while, there's that person that isn't from there, but they they are the pipeline master, right, or the pipe master. Yeah, like like you said, Gabriel or uh, Medina or I mean, not sorry, what was I gonna say? Balaram Medina Machado, yeah. like there's hardly any non-local, yeah, yeah, non locals that you know can can do it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there's guys are packing big barrels like all over the planet all the time. These guys yeah. are, you know, so it's not like you know they're not used to that kind of environment. It's just yeah, putting the time. I'm in. I'm excited to see
2: the new crew, especially down my oh. way, like between Cade and Cole and Crosby
1: some like yeah strong big dudes that I think your
2: self-belief really comes through in a spot like that yeah because if you really believe you can do it and you actually genuinely believe that I think you can shine but if you have any self-doubt or self-conscious or unsure you'll look like a pansy yeah because it's freaking it's super
0: intimidating so you said that was the apex of your professional careers making that final yeah right So then, what happened after that?
2: Um,
1: Got close, you said, another Yeah,
2: well, 2015, so I, like, surfed for body glove for a while, just body glove wetsuits. I went back to lost surfboards after the rusty thing. Um, Oakley was going
1: clothing and everything?
2: No, just glasses up to somewhere in there and I kind of like pieced together some sponsorships that still allowed me to do it and I was still doing pretty well in the contest. Um or enough to pay for the cost of it and it was still two thousand fourteen there were still magazines. So there was still like opportunity. But then two thousand and fourteen they did the O'Neill sponsorship thing, which I had got invited for, but I didn't do because I was riding for Body Glove and they were paying me really well for a wetsuit brand. Uh, but 2015, they did it again. I'm like, dude, I might as well go. I'm like, there was 50 grand for the year to ride for O'Neill and do with it as you will. Um, so 2015, I went to the contest at Santa Cruz and I ended up winning that. So that for O'Neill, and that was a one year contract with O'Neill. And so that was like another kind of I don't know if you'd call it jumpstart, but push as far as some value, I think, for me with other brands getting involved. Because O'Neill made it, that innate movie I think he talked about. Yeah. They were going to make a film about it. They were going to give me the fifty grand, and it was like, well, my goal is to make the CT again. So I had a pretty good year, and I ended up not qualifying, but I was going into Hawaii with a chance to qualify I'm pretty sure it was that year that I sunset. sunset. It was actually the board I made the finals at. It uh, pipe I rode out at sunset. And it was pretty similar. I think I had to make one more heat. So I had to go... The heat I lost in, I had to make that and get third or better in the next heat. And I lost. And you know that palm tree that hangs out at sunset? It's like kind of falling over and then it shoots up. Dude, I came in and I just... Frickin' destroyed my board on that thing (laughs) i was so bummed i was so close and to have like all that momentum
1: win the contest let's make a movie about it that would have been like yeah icing on the cake everything coming that would have been like the prodigal son like he won the event now he
2: qualifies and like i put a lot into it that's when i started like training and i had a coach and i was like watching my diet and i was actually putting a lot into it and frick i didn't i who, i don't who, i don't who? remember the exact How many spots out uh it was like i don't know it must have been pretty damn close yeah because i just needed to make like a heat half or something Ah,
1: uh, so brutal you hear about that a lot it yeah. happens like
2: dude it happens a lot it's like so every awesome. year <laughs> you know every you know, year
1: every year somebody and it's yeah and at, at this point you're like what Married. What am I going to do? Yeah,
0: I had... Kids? Yeah, I had kids.
2: Um, Yeah, I had, like, I was a family man. I was the provider of the family. And that was, like, dude, I won the event. Like, oh, my God, like things are coming together. Like, this is, like, I had enough results. Somewhere in there, was it that year? I think it was the year before I got, I made the finals in the Azores, which was a prime against CJ, and I gave CJ a wave on, like, I thought it was a stupid closeout, and he did this, like, misto big air, and got, like, a 9, I was kicking his ass in the final, I think he needed, like, an 8-5, he got a 9, and he won the contest, I think that was a year prior, but anyways, to win the event, and have this opportunity, and, like, the whole context of it all, and to just come up short, it was, like, yeah, that was fucked and then on top of it have my wife and kids and like dude this maybe like and at that point i really believed i was supposed to be on the ct and i was surfing really well and i had my boards dialed in i had like this seemed like everything was there for it to be successful yeah competitively
1: you you've learned and you made adjustments and you've done everything that you're supposed to be doing and it just was right there yeah you know and so that's from, when you look, you reflect now. It's yeah. time. It's devastating. It's like the yeah. worst thing ever. And in hindsight, now you look back and you're like, you know what? It was meant to be. And you know, yeah. it's I'm here now, and I feel like I'm. I in mean, a you're lucky place, you but.
0: got the first opportunity. You're really lucky you got almost you the had second. like
2: three or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but then fast forward, and I think I was telling you the other day. So then, that was. Two thousand and sixteen because I won it in two thousand and fifteen, I believe. Or it's either fourteen or fifteen in the following year. Um, and then O'Neill didn't renew the contract after the one year deal. But then Salty Crew around that time started to blow up. Started. Remember Nathan Hedge? I was close with Nathan Hedge. He like was involved. He was gonna do like Salty Crew Australia. CJ Hobgood came was writing for them uh jared lane i got to know and o'neill was ending and i was talking to them and i'm like dude i'll just whatever like just follow me product and if the company starts doing well like if you can include me i'd be stoked if not yeah. like i just want to be involved i like the people involved I like what the company represents and i like what you guys are doing they didn't have much and so they brought me on and yeah by the good goodness of god that company started just growing and i started just kind of like falling not falling its coattails but being involved and in, i've been writing for them now for six years
0: so as, as a paid athlete
2: yeah sponsored athlete and then biolist in that time i've been talking to matt like hey if a spot ever comes available in your company i'd love to work for you i don't know what that looks like and in that time lostness started repping yeah and so i hit up lostness at some point because i was still just surfing professionally but i didn't have like much i was getting paid I had support but it, w- it wasn't enough and it i knew it was going to end at some point so i hit up lostness like can i just cruise with you maybe once a week for i don't know a month or two and see what sales is about and so i cruise with him i'm like this is pretty cool like you go to the stores and you got to hit numbers and it's competitive and if you do well you get you know, yeah it's profitable and you get rewarded it's competitor over here yeah it's like, this like is that cool so uh i was in biolus's ear and it's paul was his old rep and he put in his two-week notice to start chili over here and matt somewhat called me out of the blue and was like you ready to go to work and i'm like uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> I need a rep. I need a rep Friday. You ready? Wow. And I was like, well, Can I get back to you? Because <laughs> still kind of unsure. Like the serving thing is amazing. Like, yeah. Like I said, I had a family. I was traveling a bit. The salty crew thing. I had like, I had yeah. What such is this inti- open
1: schedule? Yeah. What is this going to entail? Like, I'm you know, I, can- I got to be able to do both.
2: Yeah. So I'm like, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. um, can we meet up or can I get back to you? And he's like, that's when he told me. He's like, yeah, I need a rep. By, I think this was like Wednesday. He's like, I need a rep by the following Friday. So I had like seven days or something, 10 days. And so I ended up meeting with them and like, yeah, let's do it. And so we went, there's this old little shitty bar, rundown bar right next door to his factory. He's like, let's go to the bar. We'll have a drink and discuss business.
0: So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I so really didn't can have, I, can I interject real quick? So did you call like lost us and go, Hey, I called lostness, yeah. Like, this, right. I just got offered mayhem or lost. Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. And He's I, like, you should fucking take it. I talked to my wife. She's like, this is pretty rad. You've been it was bored. Don't Just boys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And take it back. Lost Salty Crew. Sorry, Salty mm-hmm. Crew hadn't happened yet. Lost Clothing said, hey, we'll pick them up as our... Team rider, you can still do some contests, but your day-to-day job is to work for the boards, and we'll we'll subsidize you on the clothing end as a paid athlete, and just do some events locally and like represent the the clothing brand. Yeah. Okay, this is pretty rad. So Uh, you're double dipping, team rider and sales rep. Rick Petrie. Yeah. Petrie. He was at Lost Clothing. Yeah. The one that. That innate premiere we did at O'Neill was down in Saint Clemente and the place was packed house. And I remember him being there. And he's like, I've never seen this many people for some, like a certain person's movie premiere. So when that thing opened, I think he's like, dude, let's, let's like jump in. He can work for Matt. He can ride for us. Uh, and so. Because he was, was at Curl
0: and then Lost, yeah, right? Yeah, he went to Lost. Okay.
2: Uh, and so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. My man. So Matt's like, we'll do a shot of tequila and freaking. Shake hands. Go, yeah. Get it done. I'm putting a lot. I'm a lot of trust in you. Like, make sure you fucking run my business. And, well, you've been and riding, the, well. riding the
1: boards for on and off your whole career, and yeah. you yeah. know you know what kind of powerhouse that brand is and how yeah. good it is. It and, was a hard decision, but it was.
2: I made the smart decision. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I remember the first day I used to.
2: Fucking hate driving in traffic. That was like my biggest pet peeve.
1: But now you got the late night Ratcha podcast, and so you're yeah. like, I don't even care. I don't even want to roll home right now.
2: But Matt, I said, yeah, let's do it. Matt went to Costa Rica. It's funny. I found this email recently in my drafts because I did like the first day I met Paul in L.A. and I, he took me like I literally did one day with Paul. I did E.T. Rider shack and ZJ's, but I had to meet him up there at, like 8:30 on like a Friday, and I was like, and this is pre-COVID, so the traffic was horrendous.
1: Nate, L.A., Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's it. No Mondays or Fridays. So I was like,
2: at the end of the day, I'm like, if this is the job. This is fucked. So I just sat in traffic all day. I went to like three accounts, which is like two hours of shops and like seven to eight hours of traffic. It's so gnarly. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. So I put together an email. And I'm like, I'm just going to send it and put in my drafts until Matt gets back from Costa Rica. And just sat there. Wait, you,
0: you almost quit. Almost- I was like,
2: yeah, I was like this is fucked. Like uh, traffic all day. Like this is not, not what I thought it was. Cuz Los just did Orange County. So I'm like, oh, this is rad. I had to go up there and I was like, no way. This is what <laughs> So you what you was your territory? Uh, originally it was supposed to be Santa Cruz to San Diego. Whew. So the whole Originally California Santa Co- Cruz to San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Dang. All of California pretty much. All of California. Okay. And
1: that's a lot of I
2: didn't Besides going with lostness, I mean, I graduated high school, and I'm pretty good with numbers. But besides going with lostness, I didn't really know anything. I knew the boards. I knew the product. Yeah. But as far as the business side.
0: And you worked at a shop, though, too.
2: uh, When I was a kid. Yeah. Like high school. Yeah. Uh, And then Paul took me out on the road one day, and then he bailed. So I kind of
0: just, like, pieced it together. Uh, It isn't rocket science, but there's there's an art to being a sales rep. For sure, you know, like it totally is. It's all up to us, and what we put in is what we get. Yeah, right. Like you have to be self motivated. You have to. Say it's true cool. You are your, You're on your word, own schedule, all that stuff. but it is on you to
2: perform. Yeah. yeah. So, so
0: the first day you almost quit.
3: You wrote up I a draft. I was find out.
2: If if he wouldn't have been in Costa Rica, I probably I would have sent him the email. But I was like, you know what? He's on a trip. He was on want vacation. To bu- yeah. I don't want to like... He just gave me this job, quote unquote, dream job that I realized I didn't think was as rad as I yeah. thought it was. Yeah. And I think that was the worst part just because of the amount of traffic you have to freaking deal with. The first day I was like, no way. And
0: so I going to do this all the way to Santa Cruz? Okay. So you you had that shocker, right? Yeah. You had an epiphany of like fuck maybe this isn't for me what was your like next what were you thinking was the next alternative i didn't really have one it's like <laughs> this this traffic thing is like not doable yeah i was like
2: but as time did you, did you went talk to on, your wife about it yeah i talked to my wife she was one of the ones who was like you probably shouldn't send that email like he's on vacation it's like a pretty heavy email when yeah. just offered you this job and
1: your day one, your day yeah. one, cause, you're out. Because the job does on from the outside, and it is fucking an amazing job. But nobody tells you. It's like having a kid. Like, oh, kids are awesome, but they never tell you like the sleepless nights and the changing and the diaper and the burp. You know, like all the other stuff yeah. that goes with it. But the highlights outweigh the the low point. Well, it I was so like, traffic and stuff. To me,
2: I was like, okay, I left at like six thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I got home at eight at night, and I went to three accounts. And like, if is that like the day to day? Like you just sit in your car all day and drive.
1: And when you're in the shop and talking to the people, you're like, cool. "This is insane! Yeah. Like these, these people are cool. We speak the same language. Yeah. We're here to do yeah. business together, and all this." And you're like, "Fuck yeah!" The traffic and all of that. That's like, and then there's computer work and yep. order entry on top of that yeah. so now you're like wow that's a really- which i didn't
2: even really know we were still <laughs> writing back then we we're writing like i had to write on an order card like mm-hmm. yeah i'd be he was like yeah i'll do when i'm sitting in traffic i'll write orders like on the order the roster uh, the lost model, logo between the feet yeah, this model the layup <laughs> the size the dims who's it for what fin system like you tear it off and one duplicate would go to the factory the other one would stay up there but yeah, I was like, dude, this is gnarly. But as a couple, two or three weeks in, I'm like, oh, and you know what? That was probably like the worst way to start just because of the commute. Probably the best way to start too. Because of the commute, you know? Yeah. But I was like, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And like what I get to do and where I get to go and who I'm yeah. dealing with. And math boards are incredible. And I know the product really well. And like, yeah, I had yeah. To learn stuff. But I was like, oh, this, this is, I'm glad I wasn't a, irrational in my first day yeah. of judgment of the job and,
1: and that's what's cool is you know here you are a great you know surfer and you're with a great brand and you're able to like talk to people about boards and texts yeah. and different models you know it they respect you because you rip and they know you're not freaking smoke screening am like yeah. some dude that's just like yeah man this thing freaking is killer man i got sick off the lip they're like dude oh shit you know are saying that yeah. like fuck yeah, yeah. you know you
0: you come from a place of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Your reputation speaks for itself. So it's a win-win for, for lost and mayhem. Yep. Um, and for you, like realizing the traffic part, it's the hardest part of the job. And when you say Scheduling. that out loud, the, it's the hardest part of the job. Traffic. Pretty You're like, I mean, come on. But yeah
2: I've been... What is Like, your roughest day to you is the what you know is your roughest day. And yeah. I've been surfing for basically 20 years. So, like, yeah. to sit in traffic all day, which people do five days a week, yeah. I've never done that. And I was like, this is insanity. Like, I, I can't get over this hurdle. But now, it's funny, with kids and life, yeah. I'm like... Get me so out. That's my favorite. <laughs> but, Look in the car and put on your podcast and just zone out, like answer some calls, and like, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Like but it but be home by dinner
0: time. Yeah. yeah. But
1: like you said, it's competitive and, and and you know, we're we're only as good as, you know, how much business we could create and, and it's a roller coaster emotional like surfing content. like there's days where I'm like, Fuck, man, that was a rough day. Like just yeah. whatever, you know, transactions and just issues whether it's shipping customer service so totally. you know you deal with that and you're like man that sucks and you, it's just a rough day yeah. and then the next day you're like talk to a couple of dealers get some orders like they're all stoked yeah. you know your interaction with all these different like shops well, and people yeah yeah is really like, we're awesome we're very
0: fortunate to be doing what we're doing because yeah it's
2: our passion totally like and the freaking surf retailers are probably the coolest dudes on the planet. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. I, I didn't – I'd go to surf shops, my local one, and grab wax and say hi, but I didn't, like, outside of that little zone. And now getting to know all the retailers and, like, especially the shops that have been around for a while mm-hmm. and how passionate and into it and – surf nerdy they are and yeah. I'm like dude these guys are the best like, yeah it's freaking you can rad. hang out all day like
1: yeah. you talk surf and trips and where are you going and they what love did you it. ride yeah, yeah. It's just, I'm like, dude, it's great
2: you're my type right there this is yeah. cool but through that so the last thing I was riding for the clothing and then that that fell apart and I jumped the gun but then in within that area so still still doing some contests I was still doing our ride I was like had definitely had a name and then Salty Crew came about, and so I started surfing for them. I got to go to Hawaii with them, and now it's rad because I got this package of I work for three brands, I surf for four brands, and collectively they're all of value And bringing the I guess the whole portfolio of like, hey, I still surf really well. I understand the product. I go to the retail stores. I'm
1: you know, yeah, you're not almost more valuable than but, just being a, a tourist
2: there and could talk to the people that are selling this product and hook them up and go surf with them like it's so rad how it's all worked out from day one sending an email i'm gonna quit this is horrendous to like almost more, like you said more valuable now yeah with the brands and i get to sell and see you still products. have that
0: draft in your email i found it not too long ago probably like a year ago i was like no way if you have it you gotta send it we'll start it off with that <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, no. It's for for all of your sponsors and just you know the brands you're working for. Yeah, you're like you're in, you're talking to the shop kids, you're surfing all these different spots up and yeah. down the coast, which is another bonus. And you're not having to worry about that. Am I going to get cut at the end of the season or end of the year? Or, yep. You know, they going to have budget or whatever. Like you are, you're, yeah. the, you're like a glorified ambassador. Yeah, you know, yeah. professional surf ambassador, but you're doing real sales work. Oh, it's How awesome. funny
0: would that be? Like, you're. you're it's like, by all this, I hope you had a great trip. Hope this, this email, well. this email is just really hard for me to write.
2: It's probably in there because I remember laughing at it, like, no way, I still had that in there. That's. Hilarious. I was looking for something else, and I had to go deep in the drafts. I'm like, maybe it's in the drafts, and I'm like, whoa, no way, that's in there. Yeah. I, I would have sent that.
0: So salty crew. Lost Surfboards, you yeah. do Buell? So, for on the
2: sales side, I, Buell, I do San Diego and Orange County. I do Lost Surfboards now, Ventura to the border, and I do Octopus San Diego. And then Salty Crew, I'm just a, an ambassador. I do Salty or Salty Crew, Dragon Sunglasses. I'm helping with uh, Future Fins, and I'm helping put together like a little uh, Grom team down in San, San Clemente. Um and then bonsai bowl and sister Betsy. Ew package. Good. I got more stickers than ever. Yeah, good. yeah. But I go to the beach with like my buddies. rousing like, dude, how many stickers you got on your board? Still trying to live the dream. I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. Still doing
1: the dream. Nate Medina. <laughs> dude, There's still so open space. It's yeah. a little yeoman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had I had a little uh, just above my tail pad an S for S for like just like. My, me, me and my my bros are just laughing space for sale you know like there was a little thing a little running joke like yeah. hey what's s for I'm like, ah, oh, it's nothing you know like just like every part of your board had like a dollar amount and it's ready yeah <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta hustle it and you make it hustle. make it
2: while you got it i mean you know i have yeah, you, three kids a wife and luckily i was able to buy a place during those years on the six months on the ctu and the Economy was on. I got a, it's a foreclosure, so I'm like it's, I'm in, which is amazing. I was able to buy a house from surfing, and um, now I'm able to support them, and yeah. yeah, it's freaking rad. Yeah, I think through all that we don't have to go down it. But in that, I was telling you the other day, is my third kid was born 13 weeks premature. Uh, this was how old she's six, so. She was born 13 weeks premature, premature. Uh, this is kind of when I first started repping. Uh, and then my wife's mom passed away while my, uh, while Isla was in the hospital. And then we had to put her dog down like a month later, all in like a three month span. But uh, looking back, I was like, dude, how rad is it that I was like home? Yeah. I had a job that I was home every night. I wasn't traveling um, and I guess just put context into, yeah, how good life is. Yeah. Right? Cause well, it was freaking gnarly.
1: Yeah. Well the balance, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to balance, you know, coming out of professional surfing where it's like, you, you just surf all day. Yeah. Like you're not, you don't really have any other responsibilities and then, you know, you get married and then you have kids and now you have responsibilities, but then, you know, on the surf side, it's like contracts money you know i gotta have a provide i don't really have this career it is a career but it's not like yeah. it's not long term and then you get on the repping side you know and you start kind of okay now i actually have like a little bit more job security but it's like starting off on the bottom like on the qs like yeah. you got to start and pay your dues and you got to kind of understand the relationships in the stores and you know luckily you're with a great brand and it kind of worked out a little bit you know I guess smoother and quicker, you know, than yep. than kind of like struggling with some brands that <clears throat>
2: starting with yeah at the bottom at as the bottom yeah op- availability. But essentially, it,
1: you know, you're dealing with the you know it's, it's just the count base is there. Yeah, and it's it doesn't matter. You know, you might be selling lost this week and Merrick next week. Yeah, no, just kidding. <laughs> I said you <yeah>, to that. <laughs> so how much I was listening. Yeah, sell <laughs> yeah. yeah, so america So you're
0: selling Merricks now, huh? No. No, but, it's, it's crazy to to sit down with the both of you who were high profile surfers, right? Nate
1: being WCT, oh dude, he uh, smoked he's me one real ties right there. We don't, don't think we ever had a heat, together, but he probably raider. would have smoked me in the heat for sure. But um,
0: <laughs> but you know, being so close and watching um, Lars' career, mm. like you know, he he would you know watching from afar or near. He travel the world, yeah. you know, and and come home. We'd see him in magazines. We'd see him video. He'd be like, "Damn, dude, that fucking guy's living, living it up, Vida loca, <laughs> totally." And he I'll would, see you in a month, bro. I'm he, you know, he'd come home and and I'd be working all fucking day. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, let's let's play ping pong tonight, dude. I'm tired. Like I've been working all day. <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, well, maybe tomorrow night. You know. and... What are you doing now, Laura? Oh, I'm at the gym. I'm lost. Lost calves, swimming laps, <laughs> playing ping pong. I'm like you, motherfucker! Like what the hell? Yeah. And then you all know, day, play. Day. Luckily, he, you know, he's a hard worker. <laughs> always has been, and landed on his feet. And then you, you he's evolved. On. Evolve. You have up. a similar story, yeah. You know, but it's it's cool because you know there's always an exit strategy. There should be always an exit strategy. And when you get that opportunity, you have to make the best of it, right? Yeah. Or or else you struggle and you end up at something that you wish you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're bummed. Cause when you were telling that story about the whole the whole drive through traffic and then thinking that wasn't for you, we have somebody that's like that. We're not gonna mention names. But our buddy was going to hire this kid, and the kid went on the road and fell asleep. (laughs) Literally. Like, slept in the car, and at the end of the day, he's like, dude, I can't do this. And probably, you know, is kicking himself because of it, you know? Yeah. I don't think
1: he ever... Well, it it takes a special breed to be able to, like, you know deal with the sales and be independent, you know, like you're already been independent. Like, you know, there's different vibes. Some people love the nine to five that, that love yeah. the structure and have that hierarchy of, you know, like you got to bust your butt and you got to yeah. hustle, you know, that's yeah, like, on you. It's on you. Yeah. We get out what we put in. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the bottom line. Like it, it is, you know, fun and mm-hmm. it is easy. It's not rocket science, but, you definitely have to have,
1: yeah. you know. Well, for all these young aspiring surfers that do listen to our uh, podcast, it's a good, you know, advice to, you know, like Lyndon said, uh, have an exit and a backup plan. And regardless. when you're doing
2: it, I, I look back, I'm like, man, there's so much like free time, yeah, if to you learn, hide yourself a little more.
1: Either, either in school, you know, do, take, now yeah. you could take, you know, these totally. online classes and kind of learn different aspects of business if you're into it. But you could also learn trades, and you could. There's so much. Like you said, downtime when you're a professional athlete surfer, yeah, that you could definitely have some time to kind of hone in on. Educate hey, yourself. I, I like that, but didn't maybe you dive into it? It's a process of elimination. That's why people go to college. You, yep. you kind of find out, like, well, it looks like a cool career, but uh, I don't know. But yeah. you know, you got to start somewhere. And yeah. I mean, I think what, it's
2: cool looking back because I'm definitely a, a, going through that chapter that I mentioned at the end and my upbringing with my dad and my grandpa and all these pastors, but I never really had a relationship with God personally, but going through almost losing my wife and my daughter and losing my mother-in-law and putting my dog down and like all these overwhelming radical, like people are dying and barely living and like really soul searching. That really for me stepped up uh, my relationship with God. And now I like, not I'm like this wise old man but look back like wow look how like God's been involved in my life this whole time that I didn't even maybe recognize or realize and how much he's blessed me mm-hmm. and to be what I'm doing what I'm doing and yeah you're where gonna... I'm at I'm like dude this is pretty rad like I've got more sponsors than ever and I'm 42 <laughs> and like look what I look what look where I've been and look I, how God's I should not even be sitting here you know like there's yeah. so many
1: times you look in, throughout your life and you're like man there's I can't I, I probably shouldn't be here if yeah. you know, like decisions or just shit that happens, you yeah. know, and you know, you look at, yeah, like there's definitely somebody guiding us, you know?
2: Yeah. No, I believe it hundred percent. Like the, I go to this church around the corner, Oceans, it's an Irvine. That's just been like, that's insane. The pastor is just, speaks so much truth, and is like, ah, it's just been life-changing, so it's cool to have the context of where I'm at now, and be grateful for what we have, and live where we live, and do what we do, and uh, I've come a long way since day one on the job, Yeah, I to now appreciate what I do, and having, uh, now being like with futures, like helping with the younger kids, and the kids around town, and giving them just advice, and really enjoying seeing their success, and then where I'm at in life, it's it's been beautiful, and time to get excited back. for what's yeah. to come
1: time yeah. to get back
2: giving back man is rewarding now, kids. now you
1: and pops have a good relationship you know
2: yeah me and my dad are super <laughs> tight yeah it's awesome
0: that's good to be a
2: pastor or what i mean who knows i don't it's <laughs> not in my car it's not in my uh it's not i don't have yeah i don't see that maybe in the near future but i also didn't see being a sales rep so yeah. who knows yeah yeah you maybe? might have the, another
0: calling down the line yeah right?
2: I'm, I'm open to it. God opens the door, but yeah. like I said, I'm enjoying where I'm at now. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, there's nothing to complain about. Like there, there's so many things when you know you think about like just everyday stuff or or stress and this and that. And it's like man, every day we're here is a blessing. Totally, yeah. you know. Like at the Especially end of the day, what's going it's on like in the world. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of rough days. You know, just with life and sports and yep. you know, kids and injuries and you know, overhead and, you know, just like everything you could kind of look, look down on, or you could look, you know, it's just like, is a glass half empty or half full? That kind of mentality. Or, you know, is it today a day to change whatever season or route, you know, or, or, or down kind of vibe you're in or just, Hey, it's a new day. Yeah. Let's do this. You know, you always just got to
0: focus on the positive, right. And just work hard and be passionate about what you do. And it seems to work out. Which sounds really easy, but it's not always easy. It's that's so fine. freaking hard. Dude. So I like the fact of going to church and
2: like we're doing a men's group once a week. And it's so rad hearing the other guys' stories and what they're going through and them sharing. And like, wow, that really like spoke to me. Like, yeah, yeah you're you not encouraged alone. Encouraged me and like, wow, you deal with that too? Like, yeah, sometimes my kid wants wants me to take him surfing. I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do. I just want to go surf on my own. I'm like, am I a bad dad for that? And like, uh, just hearing the small stuff and doing life together uh yeah, it's really
1: cool. It's encouraging and very fruitful. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, you did. turned out to be a, a great, you know, young man, an example for the next generation. Yeah, man. I appreciate B- the young man. We'll be, I got a lot of white hair now. No, I appreciate the young man. We yeah.
0: got to talk about Saint Clementi Boardriders Club. Oh, I love it, dude. What the hell's going <laughs> on there? We're I heard a, heard a it lot about it on the water. It's like it's
2: it's. The amount of talent is just... It's not even fair. And everyone but feeds off you, each other
0: and high-fives each other and yeah. pushes everybody. How is it being an...
2: How, I should ask you. How is it being an outsider of that? Are you like... Well, we're... Does we're it push you to be more? Does it like... It's For be sure. If I was like... If that was Dana Point and we were San Clemente, I'd be like, I know all those guys, but deep down inside, I'd be like, dude, how do we beat those guys? you got to be
3: away
0: Yeah. It's crazy because the talent... Level and roster that you guys have, mm-hmm. it's That's, it's kind of overwhelming. But but it it's, is. it's way overwhelming.
2: I think a lot of it is there's obviously the talent and the camaraderie. But like I used to do that grom contest. The Godowskis did that grom contest forever. Kaloi's now doing a grom contest, and these are like this is when I was in my prime. And the Godowskis, I think, are hopefully still going to do it, but they bring. Their influence, which is huge in San Clemente, like I think surfing is the biggest thing, and even like at high school, I know football's big, but I think surfing is the number one thing. But mm-hmm. for guys on, on like the top level of their game, yeah, being involved in the community and like the Goudalskis thing, I think they had a division five and under, so there's like little tiny kids that are like you know yeah like m- my kids were in it. But dads are like, you want to be in it? And they go experience this insane day. And they get to meet Pat, Tanner, and Dane and sign posters. And like, how do you not want to be involved in that? And then there's all this talent. And that's kind of your threshold. And so I think collectively all that and then pushes each other. And you just saw it like on the CT. is like Yeah. yeah. Four, what is there? Four guys? Four guys on the CT plus the ladies. Cole. House,
0: Houseman. Houseman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crosby, Griffin. Cade, Griffin,
2: Caroline Marks. She's not from there, but lives there. And yeah, then Sawyer qualifying. Yeah, Kaluha not... will probably requalify. And then there's dude. There's like Judge Shillings is gnarly. There's yeah. uh, the Rex the, the, Hennings. There's like, like the so Wallace. many damn yeah. people. Do you know uh, Eden and the Wallace? Zion Wallace. Yeah, like there's a whole crew that is like that size that yeah. are just gnarly.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's it's really cool. But going back to the board riders, it's like it's an all-star surf name lineup out of San Clemente. And Huntington's got quite a few, yeah. but, it, but I was I, just gonna say we've we're starting to get but I feel a second win. But you guys at the pier though are deadly. Yeah. I,
2: remember, I think you guys beat us two or three years in a row though yeah. at the
0: pier.
1: But yeah. I feel like a lot of it's it gets We're coming the, back, and for like it, Gil bro. Matt,
2: like guys that you kind of forget, not to cut down Gil Matt, and then you're like, oh, then he drops an iron, yeah. yeah, dude. Gil Matt is gnarly. He's gnarly. And you got like what uh, Ettinger? There's like signs. There's like a crew that like maybe aren't like on the Godowskis as far as like names. Name, yeah, yeah. We got Timmy but Reyes Rick, back too. Timmy, and then Simpo, and you guys better watch crew. the trying to pump you up no i don't, yeah, you I don't think you'll ever beat us but i'm trying <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs>
1: but that's what i was saying like there you know you look at the names out of san clemente and you're like holy shit but then it's like we we are depth you know guys that aren't as maybe in the limelight or you know or spotlight or maybe never really had the accolades and the name that some of the other you know but we got a lot of good guys yeah but hopefully i'll push
2: yeah. them to get Back in the water. That's my favorite part is just seeing people I haven't seen in years. And, like, yeah, guys I grew up serving with, young kids I didn't even know who they were, mm-hmm. the legends, like, the collective group, the yeah. girls. Like, it's so fun. The generational,
1: so fun. like, bonding, you know? Because, like, we yeah. talk about just our age difference, you know? It's like, hey, I never really got to compete with you or hung out, except for maybe, like, some free surfs here and there. But those events... Get all those age groups from the guys we used to look yeah, up to totally. to the narnar old crusties that were like, I remember you want to be cool. You guys were freaking kooks to me when I was a kid, when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. And then the the little guys that are just like, oh, you surfed, you know? Like <laughs> I thought you were your, just a dad. <laughs> really <laughs> fun element
2: for sure. There was a couple kids on our team, like on the young kids that didn't even know who Archie were. I know, isn't that sad? Like, Wait, what? Like, yeah, dude. No. And then now Archie knows those kids' names. You're yeah, like, dude, this is so rad. That's what I love. And about Archie's it. fired up to go surf, and yeah. like he's like it's pushing him and keeping yeah. him like in the water, which I think's just good for everyone. Yeah, like, if yeah. you surf, it's so therapeutic. So it's, it's yeah, found of youth. I love it. I, I coach the thirty year olds, so like the Godowskas boys and Jeremy Carter, and I'm actually going to snap a rocks with a team. yeah bro yeah nice nice, dude it's Crane Jeremy Carter myself and Kira Pinkerton dude and Benji Severson's gone and Frankie's gone HB ascending
0: I'm Sage Sage. Guinaldo Luke Guinaldo Sarah Frere Luke was ripping up at Santa Cruz yeah Uh, Simpo? Simpo Yeah. yeah is he going? yeah Sick!
1: Yeah. <clears throat> they had it last soft.
2: year. Our team didn't go, but I was like, "How come Simba didn't go?" He's like, just probably hard. My family. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know, we all have. But um, I had
2: multiple conversations to get the OK to go because it's I think it's twelve days with my family January, and also right? work. Yeah.
1: yeah, next
0: month. Wow, yeah, it's, it's coming, coming up. up. So, you guys should come. We could do a broadcast. Did <laughs> <there. laughs> yeah, yeah. one day the rocks. Actually- Dude, we're actually doing a live broadcast podcast with Gary Linden this Thursday. Um, oh, it's a Surf days. Yeah. And then Surf Expo is having us do a couple interviews at Surf Expo in January. So right. Yeah, hopefully get some we're kind of a big deal. Yeah. I love it. I've listened to quite a few. And there's a lot of guys I <laughs> either kind of vaguely knew
2: or knew and didn't... I actually realized I didn't know them that well. Because when I hear their stories, I'm like, dude, like Scott from InFlight? Yeah. That one was insane. So, and like, bro, what haven't you done?
0: Last Friday when you, you showed up surfing with me and S- Stop Nick. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was so weird because he goes, yeah, I almost started a brand with, with um, uh, Nate. I'm like, what? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we, there's a towel brand that we were going to do back in the day. Before there was any other towel brand. Yeah. It's funny, too, because
2: <laughs> I gave one, not to regress, but we started, it's called Beach. Uh, with two E's, and we started it. We had product, and I was giving it to like the CT. And I went. To, I was traveling a little bit with Connor Coffin. I gave him a couple towels, and then like no hard feelings. But a couple months later, I see him like doing the loose thing, or maybe it was six months later. Yeah, uh, is it loose? So loose. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was We're like, loose. loose. I was like, Dude. right there. I'm like, and they <laughs> killed it. Our thing, our thing fell apart. But yeah, Scotty was involved, and mm. I met him, but didn't know him that well, but. Sure. Yeah, it was a cool project.
1: He, he was on the podcast. You should listen yeah. to. Oh, it. I, I, I didn't, didn't listen to his. It's yeah. Such
0: a I small world. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's great to see you on the road and freaking knowing where where you, you know, knowing more about you and. and yeah, uh, I keep
1: seeing if he leaves the door unlocked while he goes and drop off a few boards and <laughs> come up the back. Don't say that too loud. Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you spot me. No, he, for sure. Yeah, he he's got security.
2: I do. Camera yeah. is always on yeah. the, on the van. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I got to do a plug because I wouldn't be yeah Let's the world's the highest plugs. rated surfer without it. But I got to thank all the brands. Thanks to you guys for having me. But yeah, Salty Crew yep. for supporting me. Obviously, Loss, Mike, and Matt. Thanks for everything. Uh, Buell Wetsuits, Octopus, Future Fans. I'm stoked. to have been using That's their fans forever. Those guys are awesome. Uh, Dragon Sunglasses, Bonsai Bowl, and Sister Betsy. They all keep the yeoman's boat afloat. So thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh,
0: come here and share no, yeah. my story. It's epic. Well, let's yeah. do our plug yeah, real quick before we go. Shade sunscreen. Yep. But I do, And you already get free bonsai bowls. Yep. Bonsai so. covered. I'm uh, good. Thank but you. But we love the bards. But Caballero. I got
2: a big beak, so I need some good sunscreen.
0: Oh, also Earth Pack. All your for, packaging and bag needs. Merchandise packaging needs. Checked out um you said loose towels towels we also are working with finless skateboard company yep those are Um, sick they're handcrafted skateboards they're amazing quality
1: colby plus another wetsuit wetsuit brand but they um use 100 percent yamamoto and um i don't even know what's the brand (laughs) called again Colby, Colby Plus. Plus. Colby Plus, okay. Yeah. yeah. Robert Rad. Colby. You yeah. They got this like proprietary jersey, you know, like it's just a little different because you know, that's kind of a big point of difference on a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. yep. Yeah. And we don't likes neighboring. That's what it's called. Ashland yeah. Hard Seltzer. They, they hooked
0: us up with all kinds of six Christmas packs to, to spread some cheer. I'll have to take one home. Shoots Beer. <laughs> Shoots Beer. Yeah. Uh,
1: what else? Yeah, I don't Clear know. Clear Weather Brand. We gotta start putting this on a on like you guys a write road. This down, yeah. yeah, I know, right? We're really bad. Uh, we this, love you, sponsors. This
0: is neonwave.com. Purchase oh, they they plugged it the other day. Purchase one hundred and fifty bucks, get a free late night with Chalky Trucker hat, which I have and I've been rocking. Love like, it, yeah. The camo orange, yeah,
2: It's dope, yeah.
0: And it's the holiday season. Support your local surf shop and your Please local steal. shapers, yeah, and your local shapers
1: how we get paid
0: that's how it
2: supports us
0: right yeah that's how we're able to do this yeah okay thank you nate big deluxe yeomans the highest rated sales rep only getting higher peace (laughs) as surfers we have a natural love for the ocean being in the water and chasing thrills surfing and surf culture is at the core of loose we are a brand made for all-day thrill seekers experience makers and good time chasers Inspired by the elements of surf that excite us the most, we create products begging for adventure, both into the water and out of the water. There's no stamp of approval needed to vibe with our tribe. So drop your inhibitions and get loose because fun feels better. Loose Towels. Since
1: 1991,
0: Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the Wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Pack customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earthpack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. ColbyPlus.com is a new brand from a very experienced crew in the wetsuit and surf industry an independently owned and family run business. All of their products are made with the best in the world materials and they only sell direct. So you're getting a top of the line product for much less. Their wetsuit line, Colby Plus Yamamoto uses Yamamoto number 39 and number 40 neoprene, propriety jersey, and what we believe is the best and most functional design and construction available. Their line of waterproof bags Colby Plus T-Zip feature completely water and airtight German-made T-Zip zippers. They have a tight line of traction and leashes and will have board shorts on the way in the spring, featuring Swiss-engineered Scholler fabric. They are currently shipping orders to the U.S., Canada, and Australia. For you Aussies and Canadians, unfortunately, the shipping isn't free. ColbyPlus.com. Finless Skateboard Company. To honor our predecessors of Surf Shapers, we wanted to make sure that our skateboards were completely handmade, made of solid wood, and that the designs, the line work, and aesthetics of our boards are unique to each deck we create. No heat transfers, no stickers, except for our logo. The whole board is made of carefully assembled different species of wood with cores of hard maple and top and bottom sheets carefully assembled with various types of wood species to give our boards the look of a classic 1950s surfboard. Handcrafted is human. Handcrafted is thoughtful. Handcrafted is quality. Handcrafted is community. Finless Skateboard Company.
1: Bonsai Bowls, hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations, two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls, go get some. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade sunscreen, it's been around since
0: the sun. Shade sunscreen. <laughs> Clearweather is a family owned footwear brand started by our friends, Josh and Brandon Brubaker.
1: They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world, less corporate, more independent. Clearweather, clearweatherbrand.com.
0: Foo is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Foo Wax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful riding, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at
1: InherentBummer.com Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a 5-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends,
0: James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.